Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Hi. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. This man used to go to Sheets at 6 o'clock in the morning and get bacon, egg, croissants. I mean, I may, all right? I may still occasionally well, do that. Well, okay, yeah. that's fine. But it was a daily occurrence with you. Yeah, it Now was. you're dropping some pounds, you're working out, you're eating some Greek yogurt, and some smartass on Twitter wants to tell you it's not healthy for you. Screw you. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavaka, dude! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday! Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have a big program today. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say about it. Well, it's a Monday, so you know it's going to be big because we, we had so many things over the weekend to talk about. We have the segment that's not a segment. Yikes. At 4.34. Normally, we talk to uh, Jason Stark on mm-hmm. Monday. Yeah. We will not do that today. He's going to join us on Wednesday instead because he texted me this morning and said, Hey, I'm... Traveling back from Cooperstown, can we do the segment on Wednesday? Mm. Nice little humble brag there that uh, he was at Cooperstown. He's in Cooperstown. He's a Hall of Famer. Well, I'm guessing he was there for uh, just for that because he is a member. And when you're a member, I'm you sure go they every want year. you to be there every year. But also his buddy Tim Kirkjian yes. going in this year. That's right. So there you go. Very nice. You don't think he winks at Timmy and says, I was in here before you? I bet oh, he does. I bet he, I, I, he's, he's a better man than me, because I would definitely be doing that. Can I also ask this question? If you get into the Hall of Fame as a member of the media who writes about baseball, who talks about baseball, yeah, and then after you get in, you're like, that's right. I don't need to come to this anymore. I got in. And then you never come back. Like, Do they take it away from you? Probably not. I would hope not. I mean, I assume if you're in the Hall of Fame, you want to be there. Oh, I'm sure you right? want to celebrate that you're in the Hall of I'm Fame. I'm sure, but also if you're in the Hall of Fame, that means you've covered a lot of these, and you've been to a lot of these, and then you got to be on the stage. For me, that would jump the shark. Once I go up on the stage that I've been watching, like if I went to an NBA game and one day they were like, hey, why don't you get out there and play? And then I like drain seven threes, I'd be like, you know what? NBA's not all it's cracked up to be. If they'll let me in here and I can do this. Like I'm Jason, I'm like, well, I thought it was cool, but then I'm in here. I would have a low value of myself. I would say if I'm in there, it must not be as cool as I thought it was. Yeah, but I don't know if I need to go. You see, you've been working with me too long. You're becoming too jaded. I know. A guy like Jason, Jason Stark is 70 years old. All right. He sounds like a much younger man, but he's 70 years old. And I can tell you, as someone who communicates him with him on the air and off the air, yeah. he is just as excited about baseball today than he was when he was 20 years old. And probably on the beat for the first time. That's For all the crap that I give Jeff Rimmer. Jeff Rimmer, too, is in his 70s. I'm being generous. Breaking news? Well, he's probably in his 90s. Okay. But I'll tell you, he's in his 70s. This guy watches more hockey than anybody I've ever known. You would think he'd be sick of it all day. 
He's around the team. It's his job. You know, I thought I th- you would think he'd want a break from all of that. His break, whenever the Jackets have one of these ESPN Plus games and he's not working the game, he's still at the game watching yeah. hockey because he just wants to watch hockey. When he's done, when he's done broadcasting a Jackets game, he goes home to his place and he will watch all of the West Coast Canadian LA games on TV. Not because he feels like he has to, but because he wants to. I admire that type of passion. I may not have it myself. But I admire it for people that still care deeply about the thing that they were passionate about when they were young. No, no, I, I totally agree with that. And it, I wouldn't surprise me at all if someone who gets in the Hall of Fame is like, I'll go to a random baseball game any day of the week. I love baseball so much. You're right. That's how you get in there. I'm just saying this is more of a me looking at myself. Like I've done this with my wife. Like we were, you know, hanging out this weekend, had a blast this weekend. We got to go away without the kids for a night. That was Where'd fun. you go? We went to her high school reunion. Oh, that sounds like a blast. Oh, that was well. You that's know, that's a big party. It ended up being fun because we got to hang out and we had a we had a good time. We saw some friends, all that stuff. But I was looking at her at one point. And I'm like, how did she end up? How did she end up with me? How did I end up getting to marry up to the level that I did? And then it started to make me go, and I'm not so sure about her judgment on this because she could have done so much better than me. And that's what I mean. I and I know you've, you're you've a been there delicious before. piece of man candy. Well, you've been there. You know that. Your wife could do much better than you. Both of our wives could do much better than us. I don't you know. question the judgment sometimes. She did pretty good. My <laughs> wife. I'll tell you. The question she gets all the time is, how could you be married to that guy? And then she'll say, like, why is I sweet? You know, and I always tell her, don't kill my gimmick. Right. Don't tell him how sweet I am. You're so sweet. And how I whisper sweet nothings in your ear. That's Don't we, tell him that. That's what we call you Sugar Ray around the office. You're so sweet. Mm-hmm. Sugar Ray? Yeah. Like, I don't know, Sugar Ray Robinson or just because, oh, I don't know, I sugar? Because there's sugar. You, meant, you said you're sweet. So I said sugar, and then I said Sugar Ray. I could go the Mark I McGrath I thought you meant too. Mark McGrath. That's why I was confused. I could go that way too, sure. Right, there's anyway. lots of people named Sugar Ray, I guess. No Jason Stark today. We'll do it on Wednesday. Yikes today. <laughs> At 4.34, Big Ten Media Days start up tomorrow. Ryan Day will speak on Wednesday at about 12.30. They split up the coaches. Harbaugh is going tomorrow. I assume that, uh, well, Harbaugh is always interesting because he's doing his impression of how he thinks a human should sound when he does these big availabilities. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he's going to get questions about USC and UCLA, as every coach will. I'm curious to hear his reaction. And I would assume, unless they like screen these people before they go in there, he's going to get questions about wanting to be the Vikings head coach and it just not working out. I mean, this is he's talked to local Michigan reporters at camp days and stuff like that, but this is his first opportunity to stand in front of a mixed media from all over the country and yeah. answer this question. And I'm I'm curious to see how that's going to go. Never mind the political stances he's chosen to take in recent weeks, which I'm sure will get him questions as well. But all that all that said to say, that wraps into what's going to probably be a very weird press conference from him. Well, they're right? always weird. But I'm saying beyond all of the normal weird is what you're going to get with him. Now, let me ask you this question about the USC-UCLA thing, because yeah. you brought that up. If you're a Michigan man, if you're Jim Harbaugh, 
Do you feel, whether they'll admit it or not, do you feel threatened by USC coming into this conference? Because I say most Michigan people, deep down, absolutely do. Whether they want to admit it or not, USC is the bigger brand than Michigan football. Now, of course, Michigan, because they are fortunate enough to have Ohio State as a rival, they will always have that tie-in, much like UCLA in football has USC. But in the reality, I would put the ranking of hierarchy in this conference of those four teams as Ohio State, then USC, then Michigan, then UCLA. Wouldn't you? And when it comes to football? I mean, I don't know why USC wouldn't be ranked a higher of, of Michigan in almost any metric you want to look at. And they're about to get their resurgence. They found their coach. Michigan thought they found their coach, and look how that's going. Yeah, I think it's going to... It's going to change from year to year, and we'll see what type of sustained success that USC has. We think they're going to be good, but who the hell knows? I don't know if I'd put UCLA there above Penn State and Wisconsin. No, no, no. I just said just of those four teams. UCLA, yes. There would be a lot of other Big Ten teams I put ahead of them. But I'm saying as far as notoriety of those four teams, two of the those are two of the biggest rivalries in college football. They're supposed to be USC, UCLA, Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, it all depends on if Michigan can build off of what they did last year. I, of course, hope that they don't. I don't think but they if, will. If you, but I don't think they will either. But if you have another year where Jim Harbaugh beats Ohio State, I shudder at the thought of this. Well, But it could happen. We could be yeah. sitting here the first week of December talking about how Ryan Day has a losing record against Michigan. We could. I, really, I, don't, I don't think we will. I don't want to get to that point. But if Michigan does that, well, then... I don't know where they fall. Their stock's at a, I don't want to say all-time high, because that's not right. It's but not, no. Certainly much higher than it's been. Right now, today, I think most people around college football say Michigan had a good year, but who the hell knows if that's sustainable. And did you see Jim Harbaugh try to get out of there as quick as he could? But see, that's interesting, because right after the season, it wasn't that narrative. It oh, was, I know. It was look, Michigan's back. Michigan's back. Patience has won out in Ann Arbor. All these other schools should take a lesson from Michigan. They stuck with their guy, and now look what's happened. And you're right. Since then, you've had the offseason to sort of digest that and say, well, yeah, they had a good year, but what does it really mean? Head coach almost leaves. He wanted to leave. The Vikings didn't want him. Trust me. If Who's, who's running things over there now? Oh, I, Is still Ziggy Wilf? Is he still the owner he of the Vikings? He's the owner, yeah, right. as far as if I know. If Ziggy Wilf looks at Jim Harbaugh and says, yep, we want you just as much as you want us, Jim Harbaugh would not be at Michigan right now. This, oh, was, this was not Jim Harbaugh coming to his senses at the last second. This was the Vikings not wanting Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I think all those narratives you're talking about got written before Jim Harbaugh turned into the Magic Johnson, I'm not going to be here meme. You know, remember that when he when he was talking after he quit on the Lakers? And said, I was in those preseason meetings. They were talking about what are we going to do in the trade deadline or what are we going to do in offseason free agency? And he goes, I'm not going to be here. And it's like, yeah, that was hardball. He was out the door. And now he's not out the door. He's back. Imagine if somehow Magic had to have come back after that press conference or that media availability and then go back to running the Lakers. It would have been awkward. Now, imagine trying to convince people to go to the Lakers saying, oh, Magic wants to be here. Yeah, he's very much in charge. He still cares. That's what Michigan's trying to sell Jim Harbaugh, on all, or on two recruits, rather. They're trying to say that Jim Harbaugh definitely loves it here, wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Well, so far, it's not working. Of course it's not. I know they've gotten a couple four-stars the last couple weeks, but their 2023 class is still woefully inadequate. They missed out on two guys from Michigan who are five-star quarterbacks, one of which was a grandson of a legacy coach there. So, yeah, things are not going well 
up in the state up north when it comes to football. So don't, all I'm saying is with the USC thing, I wonder how much of that will get talked about, probably not this year, but as we get closer to when that transition actually happens, Michigan is losing its status, if it ever still had it, of the like number two big dog in the Big Ten behind Ohio State. That is firmly belonging, I would say, to USC if they have the success they're capable of. If they of, have the success. And that they should be capable of, right? And then but if I don't Michigan know, goes out there this year and earns it, they're not going to earn it. Then gonna, I, I tend to agree with they're you. They're not going to earn it. Don't, don't brush it off like it's not even a possibility. It no, is a possibility. I know it's a possibility, but I also think, I, all I know is this. The way that went last year with Ohio State, you saw Ohio State clean house and do everything they could. I mean, obviously, you can't get rid of players you don't think are doing well, but that also, there was a mass exodus of players. Yeah, well, they, they kind of did that. We're kind of told, like, you need to get going. And then they brought in new coaches, knew everything they could to try to improve this thing. You're telling, I, I just don't see how Michigan gets back. But you're right, I guess, if they win like 10 games, but they still lose to Ohio State, people will say, oh, look at that. They'll focus on the number of wins over two years. I just can't imagine how Jim Harbaugh sustains the momentum from last year, given he just kneecapped it right after it all happened and went chasing an NFL job as soon as it was all over. NFL teams are making money. That's a hell of a tease. That's coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of East Livingston Avenue at Grant Avenue. All lanes have reopened, but plan on some residual slowdowns as traffic continues to recover. About a five-minute backup over there. Strobing report is sponsored by Panera. They say to never mess with the classics, but Panera did that and more with their new chef's chicken sandwiches. Pan-seared chicken, a secret garlic aioli recipe, Parmesan crisp, and pickle chips on a buttery brioche roll. Try one for only a dollar delivery fee when you order on their app. Restrictions apply. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The only thing scarier than Bones analogies is man's browser history. I'm sorry, man. I thought you want to see this. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 434. By the way, Mike, I'm sad to report that legendary actor Paul Sorvino has passed away at the age of 83. Oh, May he rest bad. in peace. I thought he was already dead. So, Well, we think lots of people that, dead are, that are dead that aren't, unfortunately. We're always bad at that. But may he rest in peace. I will always remember him, although he had many legendary roles. I will always remember him Don't as say it. Don't say. the mobster Eddie who fought the Nazis alongside the Rocketeer in The Rocketeer. I don't know if you caught that that's where I was going with that when I said The Rocketeer. If you are new to the show, T-Bone loves The Rocketeer. The Disney movie that I watched as a kid that I say today still is just doing great. You have the entire movie, the dialogue, memorized. Oh, I'll never forget it. When uh, Timothy Dalton's character... Neville Sinclair, when, 
who the whole movie has like a British accent. He's like, I say, I'm Neville Sinclair. And then at the very end, it turns out he was spoiler alert. If you're going to watch it, not British, not British, German Nazi. This takes place in the thirties, takes place in the thirties, right around the, you know, it's supposed to be a big deal. And so then the rocketeer knows this cliff Secord, He is aware. And he says, Hey, Paulie to the mobster played by Paul Sorvino's character. You like getting your money from the Nazis? What's he talking about? Paul Sorvino says. And then that's when Timothy Dalton's character says, ah, come on, Paulie. Does it matter who I work for? And then the great line, Paul Sorvino matters to me, pal. I get, I may not make an honest buck, but it sure as hell says US of A right on top of it. And God, we trust. Then he just starts fighting the Nazis like you do when you see there are Nazis, you fight them. Good job, Paul Sorvino. Way to go. That sounds like the case against live golf as well. <laughs> you don't care about where you're getting your money from. Right. Tim Neville Sinclair is on the live tour right now. The Rocketeer is trying to stop whoever from joining, and it's not working out right now. We need Billy Campbell and Jennifer Connolly to come back and save this thing. Uh, Paul Sorvino was also the soft-spoken manager of the Milwaukee Brewers in Bernie Mac's Mr. 3000. That's right. Not a great baseball movie. No. Still one that I'll watch about 20 minutes of if I come across it on TV. Love Bernie Mac. Did not love that movie. Now he's dead. I know he's dead. White Sox fan. Oh, yeah. Bernie Mac. There you go. Southside guy. I'm now I'm thinking about the Rocketeer. I forgot Alan Arkin's in this movie. Like every good, like there's tons of people in this movie. All right, Alan that's Arkin enough. is in this movie. How much money did the Rocketeer make? Because the way you talk about it, it's like, well, everybody's seen the Rocketeer. Not enough. By the way, Alan Arkin, dead or alive? Alive. Alive, yes. He's 88 years old. Teddy, what's the, will you find out the box office on the Rocketeer? Thank you. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are making some money. They are the only NFL team required to report their year-end financial results. They did it on Friday. Now, why do they report? Because they're publicly owned by the fans. Hmm. Now, in theory, that's true. <laughs> However, the fans do not share in any of these revenues. So what the, what the team does is report all the revenues that you could have a part in if they were actually publicly owned. Yes, it's weird, though, that that fake ownership requires them to really disclose things, though, doesn't yes, it? Yes, no, but that's true. Like, if you were to say at the zoo, like, we have a unicorn on display, and it's, like, not real, but then later they have to show you the vet records of where they gave the fake mannequin unicorn, like, shots and food and I mean, stuff like that. Like, why you would you have a, to do you that? You buy a piece of Walt Disney. You buy some Walt Disney stock. You own a piece of you Disney. You own a piece of Disney. Very so small. That stock goes up. You make money. You can cash out that stock. You buy shares. Fans buy shares in the Green Bay Packers. They send you a stock certificate. However, that stock certificate has no value whatsoever. Nothing. You know what I will say about all that? Because in the past, I have, I don't want to say defended this. I guess I have a little bit. I don't know how you've defended well, this. Well, no, no, no. What I've said in the past is it's a nice thing. Everyone who buys it should know. I think knows. I hope they know. They don't actually get anything out of it. Other than that feeling of belonging, other than that ability to put that little stock up on your wall in your man cave or whatever cave, if you are a Green Bay Packers fan, to say, look at what I look how big of a fan I am. Or if someone gives it as a gift, I get that, right? But the more I think about it, you're right. There are much, much, much more important and larger things than a NFL team in Wisconsin that allow you to purchase part of it, have a voice in what they do. And if they don't like what you're doing, all the people who've purchased a piece of it, they can vote out the leadership. 
and say, nope, sorry, you don't get to do this anymore. You're running this company. You can't do any of that here. Right. But you can with like Amazon. <laughs> like theoretically, if you could buy enough Amazon stock, you could do that, right? You can't or Google or any of these giant corporations. You can't do that with something as kind of like meaningless in the grand scheme of things as the Packers. That is bizarre. You're exactly right. We should sell shares of this show. Ownership but, shares, but you of this have no show. say in it. No, you have no saying? say in it. All right, but we can print out a little certificate. You can hang it on your wall. Oh, that I think I think that'd be great. I own a piece of man and bone. Actually, here's what I'll even I'll take it a step further. Why sell stock? We will sell off paper representations of our body parts. Not like I don't mean they'll be in the shape of the body part, unless you want that. But I just mean like I will give you a share. It'll be worth a lot, but you can buy one of my feet. You're not actually going to have, like the Packers, you have no voting power over what I do with my feet or my eyeballs or anything like that. But if you want to be like the owner of my eyeballs in name only, only on a piece of paper. I'll do better than that. I'll sell all that off. I don't I'll do care. better than that. I'll give you a certificate that says you own a piece of me. And in the envelope, I will give you a short and curly with the DNA bulb attached. I will yank it out. <laughs> And put it in there. What do you mean the DNA? Well, what you know, you, there's a little bulb on the end of it, whatever that's the hell they call that. DNA well, bulb? whatever the hell that little flesh bulb is. You think that's where the DNA is on I'm your hair? I'm just saying. It's, at the, it's like an onion? It's at the end? You is have a share. Bulb? You have a share of me, and if you have the ability, you could clone me oh. with the little DNA bulb that I give you. <laughs> and I could just be in your home. The clone version of me doing the show. Anyway, Packers. I like to picture somebody chopping up your DNA bulbs to then throw in a nice salad or maybe into some kind of sauce they're making. It's like Add the, some it's flavor. Like the, it's like uh, an onion. The pube onion. Yeah. Because right. it's below the surface. You harvest it. <laughs> it's below the surface. Maybe a turnip. Yeah. Uh, Packers have posted a $77.7 million operating profit for the 2021 season on $579 million in revenue. By comparison, in 2020, when they had no fans at Lambeau because of uh, pandemic times, they posted a $38.8 million loss. So they're back to making money. $77.7 million. So uh, ultimately, I would say it's working out for them even when it looks like, oh, no, we had a loss. Like, not for long. That's not that's not usually the case for most NFL teams. And I'm I'm wondering if the Packers are... An outlier, and they make so much money. Every other team is like, "Damn, how are they doing that?" Or are the Packers just kind of like middle of the road. You know, I have well, no. I, uh, I mean, Mark I would Murphy, think they're good, Mark but I don't Murphy's know how the, good. The team president, uh, he says they made two hundred thirty-one point seven million in local revenue. I don't know what constitutes local revenue, but that was up nine point nine percent from twenty nineteen. And Mark Murphy says that the Packers are between eighth and tenth. Well, that would be ninth, buddy, if they're between <laughs> 8th and 10th in the league in local revenue. Yeah. So they're not a between. big market, but, I mean, they're still in the no, upper half of well, the league. Look, I would assume local revenue means advertisers, I would like, in the stadium, things they control. Like, not NFL advertisers that are on, you know, the, the broadcast. They're between 8th and 10th. 8th and 10th, though. We don't know where that, anywhere. Maybe ninth. Maybe, maybe some other number yet to be discovered. That's right. That's right. It's imaginary numbers, just like your imaginary ownership of the Packers. That's what he was referencing. Third place is the new first place. And more conversation about my DNA bulbs. DNA bulbs. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle causing some slowdowns on I-71 northbound before Cook Road. It is blocking the left lane. Traffic is backed up to North Broadway in this area. Keep an eye out for the police on scene and plan on slowdowns here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Dumb is the only language these two are fluent in. You're listening to Man and Bone. I watched the uh, crew game on Saturday uh, night. Crew so and New England. I, well, I, was, I wanted to ask you about that because, you know, I'm just a casual idiot. I'm not in the weeds like you are, but I was frustrated watching that game because it was clear. It was clear the crew were the better team. And the Revolution were just doing enough defensively to screw up whatever the hell the crew wanted to do. And I know, I know that the storyline is, well, they haven't lost in two months. Yay. But you know, when you got three points against a team that you should beat and you've got a sellout crowd ready to explode in any minute and you don't take advantage of that. That sucks. It really does. And uh, Neil Sika was talking about this after the game on the team broadcast, which, you know, good for Neil. But he was saying, I'm paraphrasing, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but essentially he was saying he had four straight sellouts here at the LDC, and those fans saw a total of two goals in those four games. That's just not not good enough for those fans, obviously, but that's also not good enough when you're at home. You need to get points. You do get a point for a tie. The crew have nine unbeaten, nine games in a row, unbeaten streak because you can be unbeaten, you know, when you get a tie. But at the end of the day, the home games are the ones you're supposed to win. In the grand scheme of things, New England did better in that game as far as standings go and everything else. They're fighting for a playoff spot too. And by keeping the crew down to just the one point they got, they kept themselves even with wherever the crew are. They're, I think they're five or six points back, whatever it is. But they stayed basically the same margin. They didn't change anything. If the crew go on and win that game, obviously it's much worse. But that's what the road teams are supposed to do. That's how good road teams get to the playoffs is by going on the road against a better team where they are outmanned. New England was without their best player, one of their best players, Gustavo Bo, who's like their big forward, who's usually pretty good at scoring goals. They didn't have him in this game, and yet they were able to still hang in. They knew they weren't going to score a goal most likely. They just needed the crew not to. And despite having a lot of chances, the crew couldn't get it done. That's entirely disappointing. No, and we've, we've seen this before. What was the last road game? Was it in Chicago? Was that it? Where were they? Last road game, I think, was Chicago. I believe you're right. Where it looked like they were going to get three points out of that game. Yeah, you're right. And they settled for a tie. Yeah, because they gave one Against a bad team. And now you're settling for a tie. A team that you should beat at home. And you're right. You're not losing these games. You're getting a point. But you got to beat the teams you need to beat. Yeah, I... all. <sighs> I'm so frustrated with the idea that this team just landing, like landing Cujo Hernandez was great. You had to do that. And it does look like that's going to make things better, but there are still problems with the offensive system of this team. And I don't think one player solves that overnight. 
I will also say Bruce Arena, who is the head coach of New England, is one of the best soccer coaches that has ever coached soccer. I was going to say, he figured it out. Yeah. I mean, this this was, he tactically did a better job against this crew team. Now, they had chances. The crew definitely had their chances. I think their goalkeeper had six or seven saves, which is pretty high for hockey. That's like a 40-save night. Soccer. for an, or What did I say? Yes. In hockey, that's like a 40-plus save night. Like, you're working if you're a goalkeeper making six or seven saves in an MLS game. So, the crew should have won this game. They should have been able to get a goal. That they couldn't is entirely frustrating. But I am still happy to see the people coming out and supporting this team. And I do think they're going to make the playoffs. They just need to figure this out. And they need to not drop points at home. Right, so I watched the soccer on Saturday night. It'll come as a shock to you. I did not watch the NASCAR from yesterday. But I know Teddy is shocked by that. Ted watches all of it. I did watch the Formula One, though, yesterday, Teddy. So I How'd watched it go? that. Is it France, right? It was France, yes. With their eye-bleeding paint around the uh, surface of their... I can't watch that race. It's so hard to look at that track because there's just paint everywhere and it makes it so hard to see. Track temperature yesterday. Oh? What do you think it was? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, like uh, 112. 145 degrees. <laughs> I don't know how these... I know they have cooling systems in the car and stuff like that. I don't know how like the crew, the pit crew... Oh, yeah. How they don't just pass out. Well, the pit crew, like you say, they're they're wearing fire suits as well, and they can take like their helmet off or something while they're not getting ready for the race, like when they're not actually doing a pit stop. But they're still wearing like full Nomex protection and all that. I don't know how you're right. I don't know how they don't pass out. All right. So NASCAR yesterday, you were telling me earlier that NASCAR had quite a thing where the, you know, the the guy who won the race a couple hours after the race was over, they took the victory away. Yeah, Denny Hamlin was first. Kyle Busch, Busch, Busch. was second. Busch. Uh, both of those guys are Joe Gibbs racing cars. NASCAR, I believe, Ted, you were saying earlier, because I, I used to think it was just the top two, but I guess they do an inspection on the top five cars after the race. Is that correct? I think so, yeah, at the okay. track. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So after the race, they will take the top five cars, and they do an inspection to see that everything is legal on the cars. The cars can cheat by you know changing their... There's lots of things they can do. I won't bore you with all that. Anyway... Post-race inspection, they already have the celebration. Denny Hamlin is, is the winner. Later on, a few hours later, they announced, no, he's not. He didn't win, and neither does the second-place guy because they both are Joe Gibbs racing cars. They both had the same illegal thing going on in their car. So they gave the win to the third-place finisher, which is Chase Elliott, who's also a great driver in his own right, but he finished third until he didn't. Now he has the trophy. And I saw Chase Elliott today talking about this to the media where they said, hey, are you... uh?" Going out and celebrating the win? Are you going to wait until the appeals process happens? Because they can appeal this. And Chase Elliott said, I'm not really celebrating finishing third. I mean, I know what they're, I know I got the win here, but I finished third. I'm still mad about that. No, I'm not celebrating this. But apparently, Joe Gibbs Racing now today has come out and said, Yeah, that appeals process, we're not even going to bother. You got us. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. They, they admitted they were, they, well, they, they admitted it by saying, We're not even going to bother with the appeal. We, we're not, we accept the punishment from NASCAR. We'll move on. So this is the first time it's believed the AP said it is the, the as near as they can tell the first time since 1960 where the person who won the race at the track did not actually like later on they changed and said actually he didn't win this other person won. It's incredible to me that that happened. So not something you see every day for NASCAR. Good for them though. If you break the rules and it makes it so your car's illegal and could win the race that way, you should take the win away. Good for them. Bone, thank God we have all the XFL teams lined up. Yeah. XFL is, uh, when they start in February, 
Uh, I think whatever you said there sounds good to me. I have no idea when they're actually starting. February, it'll be them and the USFL, all the spring football you can handle. But here are the markets for the XFL. They're going to be in Arlington, Texas. Bob Stoops will be back coaching in the XFL. Mm. Where's Kashoktaw Stadium? What is that? I have no, I've never heard of that. Choctaw? I don't know where the hell that is, but it's in Arlington, Texas. They're going to be in Houston at TDECU Stadium. Wade Phillips will be the head coach. He's a million. Let him live. Yeah. Orlando, they're going to be at Camping World Stadium. Terrell Buckley okay, is the head coach. Let him live. Las Vegas, they're going to be at TBA Stadium. Which TBA, my favorite. I love them. I always go to the TBA when I need lighter fluid. They're the best. How in many the stadiums in Vegas can host football? I mean, well, <laughs> well they're not going to be having football with the NFL at that time, right? I mean, that'll be over after the. Are, I don't know what they're hosting as far as are they hosting? Do they just do the Super Bowl? I can't remember when their Super Bowl know. is. Anyway, Rod Woodson is the head coach okay. of Las Vegas. San Antonio, they're going to be in the Alamo Dome. Heinz Ward is the hey, head coach. There you go. Seattle, Lumen Field, Jim Hazlitt. Uh, St. Louis. The dome is the what dome. they call it. Oh, they, just the dome. You mean the abandoned woodshed that the yes. uh, Stan Kroenke left and then got sued for? Okay. Anthony Becht is the head coach, right. and Washington D.C. Audi Field, where yeah. D.C. United That's play. The soccer stadium. Reggie Barlow is going to be the head coach. Now, of all those, the one that makes the most sense to me as far as location is yes, put it in those soccer stadiums that hold below like thirty thousand people. You don't. You're not going to fill that up, but at least it won't look as bad as when you're in a 90,000-seat venue. That makes no sense to me why they do that. But here's what I do know about spring football. All, all of the people who are putting this together, they believe the market can bear more football. They think you, a fan, want to pay money to watch any type of professional football, and it really doesn't matter how good it is doesn't matter if it's a team you grew up with or if it's a brand new team. You'll just watch it because you're dumb and you like football. However, I think they've reached a point where it doesn't even matter about that. Now it's about we have to be the winner, right? Now there's two leagues. Both of those leagues are going to try to fight it out till one of them wins. And I think in the end, I don't, I don't think you're ultimately going to see either of them work out. Which one are you going to watch, Teddy? I mean, oh, Teddy, yeah, you Teddy was so entrenched divided in the USFL. You're going to watch both? I'll probably uh, check them out. I mean, I don't have like a huge interest in like a specific team or a, the league. I just enjoy watching the uh, the games. And I did find out uh, the answer to your question about Choctaw uh, oh, yeah. Field or Stadium. That's where the Rangers used to play. The ballpark at Arlington. Oh, that's that, that's oh, what they call really? that now? Yeah. Okay. It's called Choctaw Stadium. So they're going to play in a, one of the biggest baseball stadiums ever built. Cool. Like, I just don't understand why they're playing in these giant venues. Well, that's that where they played the last time, right? Because I remember Bob Stoops coaching there. Oh, is that is that where that was all that's going on That's where they played the then? last okay. time, where they got like, you know, 4,000 people in a baseball You're stadium. Not, it, yeah, it's going to look bad. But all I'm saying is the amount of people who are interested in that is now going to be divided in half. I don't think you're going to double the people interested in spring football overnight. And I think, if anything, you risk losing some people because they say, ah, I, I don't know which one to watch and I don't really care. And then they just move on. Rose Bowl officials comment on USC and UCLA leaving for the Big Ten. We'll tell you what they had to say coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Still watching a disabled vehicle on I-71 northbound before Cook Road. Traffic is slow from North Broadway as they try to get things cleaned up. Plan on some residual delays. And slowdowns on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Plan on some backups there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance. Protect All Insurance with offices throughout Central Ohio. They're out of this world for best rates and service on auto and home. Protect All Insurance, protecting life's important moments. Call 1-833-PROTECT. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. This is Man and Bones. Happy Monday. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 434. Teddy, did you ever find out how much The Rocketeer made? I sure did. At the box oh, office. How because much did it's, it make? It's T-Bone's favorite movie, but I contend no one saw it. One of my favorite movies. I, I, it made $47.6 million globally. Yeah, that was in the 90s. So that's like, what, $7 billion now? The budget was inflation. <laughs> the budget was $35 million, So Oh, it, hey, it, profitable is yes, what I heard. it was profitable. I don't right? know. Was it, though? Because they don't really take into account advertising with the budget. They when they say budget, that's no, usually including some, advertising. Sometimes I they thought. don't. Okay. Well, maybe they didn't back then. All I know I'm is... I'm say it was a failure. Nobody saw it. That's fine. If no one saw it, then it's your loss. I enjoy it, and I still watch it to this day. That's an interesting topic that we should do. Obviously, you love The Rocketeer. Yeah. But is there a movie out there, universally panned, or everybody else hates it, but you love it, and you Mm. can't be convinced otherwise? That's interesting. I don't have one off the top of my head. I know this one wasn't fitting what you're talking about, but for example, I really like the movie Dumb and Dumber. And I know it's not a film that's a classic. But everybody everybody like, likes Dumb and Dumber. I know that. But what I'm saying is when someone asks, like, what's the what's one of your favorite films of all time? They usually want something that's like, oh, well, this, you know, this tremendous well, I don't film buy from, into that. Right. Like, for me, I would answer Dumb and Dumber because it's like, that's just a movie that every time I could watch it a hundred times and not get sick of it. It's one of my favorite movies. It's very stupid. It's meaningful to me because I watched it a lot when I was a teenager and I was very dumb. But my point is, like, there are plenty of those. If someone said tomorrow, can't watch Dumb and Dumber anymore, it's bad. It'd be like, well, I may not, like, go out there and tell you to go watch it, but I'll probably watch it myself because I love it because it's one of my favorite movies. You know, it's a movie that I thought I enjoyed and everybody hated was the Mike Myers Cat in a Hat. You liked that, huh? I did like it because it was so off the wall and stupid. I felt like they didn't make that for kids. They made it for immature adults. They probably did to some degree, right? Like, I mean, they, I, you can't put Mike Myers in something like that and not think you're going to pick up some people who just are adults who have a real good sense of humor who like to watch stuff like that. Teddy, do you have one movie that you like that everybody else hates? I like everything. So I know you like everything. Yeah. So I can't think if of If you anything. and my wife had a movie reviewing show... Like Siskel and Ebert did the thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. It would just be called Thumbs Up. That's right. With Teddy and Kristen. Two thumbs up. Well, I can tell you this. four thumbs up. I I know this. Like, I really liked uh, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. 
of the Star Wars, the new ones that came out, so many Star Wars fans were like, that one sucks, I hate it. Like, they are really mad online about it, and you get a lot of people to this day who say it was a screw-up, they should have never made it. And that one was one of my favorites that I've ever, of like any movie I've seen. I thought it, I thought it was tremendous. But again, that's only for like Star Wars people who really get into it on that level. I loved that that Last Jedi, but a lot of people hated it. So maybe that's one of mine. All right, UCLA and USC coming to the Big Ten. We have not heard from the Rose Bowl people, but we have now. Oh, okay. Tournament of Roses president Amy Wainscott in a letter to association members that was obtained by Pasadena Now, wrote that tournament officials were taken by surprise when USC and UCLA announced June 30th the schools were leaving. The Rose Bowl game is part of the larger Tournament of Roses New Year's celebration in Pasadena, California, which entails the Rose Bowl parade held the morning of the game. She writes, This conference realignment was unexpected by the majority of the college football world, including ourselves. And we've been working with our conference partners to figure out what this means for the Rose Bowl game. Translation, we have no idea. We weren't given a heads up. And why would they? If you believe Gavin Rossdale slash Newsom, the governor of the state of California, he's all butthurt that he didn't know about it. Yeah. And he's technically the head of UC and all their college satellite campuses. Right. The UC part of UCLA is University of California, and he is on the board of that anyway. But if he also, wasn't given a heads up, yeah. I'm sure the Rose Bowl wasn't given a heads up. Now, it's fair to point out he is a politician, and perhaps as a politician, he is a, I am shocked and dismayed, I tell you, that this happened, when in maybe reality he knew a little bit more about it than he's letting on. I don't know. But I will throw this out there with the Rose Bowl. I have to hear from so many idiots like Kirk Herbstreet, they defend college football, everything, and especially the stuff like the Rose Bowl, where we want to see the playoffs expanded. We want to see this, that, and the other happen in college football. And the Rose Bowl is the one going, not so fast. We're the Rose Bowl, and we don't approve. And then Kirk Herbstreit was like, yeah, it's important that the Rose Bowl gets asked because that's so meaningful. It's so important. Where would college football be without the Rose Bowl? But then you'd have two teams that, you know, typically – don't play in it that often or haven't played in it that often in the last 20 years, leave that conference. And now suddenly it becomes, we don't know what to do about the Rose Bowl. Like I like how two teams leaving a conference that may occasionally get that team. They can still play in it, right? As big 10 members, it just won't be USC versus a big 10 school when those matchups would occur that, that they are losing and they are suddenly saying, we don't know what to do about what are you that. You're talking about UCLA. You get a little mini Rose Bowl every single week against a Big Ten team. Well, true enough. That they play there. But you know what? You brought up a good point, and this bothers me too. All the college football purists, which I consider myself one of, by the way. Yes, You know me I'm too. not the edgiest guy when it comes to changing the rules. I like keeping things in their own lane. But all these purists going to bat for the Rose Bowl, talking about how we have to preserve it, we have to love college football. I do love college football. You know who doesn't love college football? The Rose Bowl. They you love know, themselves. You want to know what they care about? They don't care about college football. They care about their damn parade. <laughs> That's what they care about. <laughs> Why? They don't want to move their damn parade or they don't want to have different dates for the parade. They got to be the on game. January 1st. It's all got to be on the same day. It is not about the game. It is about the parade. 
Right. That that is and to wrap this up, that's that's why you have seen them say, Well, we have to play around New Year's Day because the Rose Bowl said so. Well, shut up. Who cares? Why do we have to live college football's life entirely around what the Rose Bowl wants? It's funny to me now to hear the Rose Bowl saying, Oh, we don't know what we're gonna do without this. We weren't even consulted. Good. I hope fewer people consult you in the future. Baseball is the king of the all stars. Details next. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle still causing some backups on 71 northbound before Cook Road. Traffic is slow from Hudson in this area. Please be careful and watch out for the police on scene. You'll also find delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples is your one-stop travel prep destination. Right now, when you purchase any travel service like passport photos, you can get 20% off your store purchase. In-store only. Offer ends in the 31st. See staples.com slash travel for details and exclusions. Get travel ready at Staples, the working and learning store. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Fan- Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Man is needing his dough. Take that for what it's worth. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hey, check out the podcast. Wherever you get your audio, Google, Spotify, Apple, we are there. Just search Common Man and T-Bone. You'll see our cartoon faces pop up. Click. Subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge. And Teddy puts little extras on the podcast feed. Flashback episodes. What was the flashback episode this week, Teddy? We had a little uh, scat uh, stap and us discussing our you know favorite years from music history. How's that, how's that go again, Ted? Yeah. I can't do <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I don't know if it was good, but it's there on the podcast feed and it's free. Check it out now. I like that Ted says you've already get you already get the show for free. You get the weekend thing for free in the feed. But Ted wants to go the extra mile and say, here's just some other random curated crap that we are going to throw in there too. I mean, theoretically, Ted, you could put anything in there as long as we own the rights to it. Like you could throw in Mm -hmm. Uh, Bishop and Friends show if if you wanted to in there, but you don't because that wouldn't make any sense. But you could because we we just keep throwing things in there. But I like that you take some stuff that we've made and you throw it back in there for the people to hear. So that's great. That's now or from now. In that segment, that's one of the first times we started playing that, actually. All right. Oh, really? Yeah. I cannot believe we missed them when they came to town. It was last week. I know. We missed them and Switchfoot. We were going to go because it was those two bands. We like both those bands, and Mm -hmm. we didn't go and do that. All right. That sucks. Good job, us. Major League Baseball, king of the All-Stars. So the All-Star game got 7.51 million viewers. And that's independent of the Home Run Derby, which was around 7 million, too, right? Yes. Let's call it 14 for Major League Baseball. How does that stack stack up with the rest of the leagues? Uh, the Pro Bowl got 6.69 million viewers. NBA All-Star Game, 6.28 million viewers. And the NHL All-Star Game, 1.15 million viewers. Yeah, it's too bad. 
Good for baseball, though. I mean, I think we clearly see that people enjoy seeing these one-on-one matchups and whether there's some concerns about, you know, the uniforms now they're wearing, which I, I always liked them actually wearing the correct team that they play Everybody for. Everybody likes that. Yes. I, I've not heard one person say, yes, I really like these mono, monochrome pajamas that they're wearing. Yeah. Um, but that is, outside of that, even those distractions of those things we don't like about the way this All-Star game was done, still a lot of people enjoy watching it. It's a very easy way to watch a baseball game because you know you're going to see a bunch of stars. You know you're going to see a bunch of great pitching and hitting matchups. I want to make it better. What do you want to do? Well, I told you, I don't want to have each team represented. You know, if you don't have an all-star, you don't have an all-star. Instead, what I'd like to do for these crappy teams that don't have a clear choice for this game is to have a legend take the place of their all-star. That would be awesome. You know, instead of Luis Castillo. Luis Castillo was very good first half. I can see why he would be an all-star. But if you're a Reds fan, who would you rather see? Luis Castillo out there or Barry Larkin go up there for an at-bat? And yeah, maybe he can't catch up to anything, but who the hell cares? It's a spectacle. You got Pujols playing in this game, Miguel Cabrera playing in this game. They're not in it for merit. Let's celebrate. All right, I want to see Pedro Martinez go out there and throw to a guy. You know what I actually... got. That's what I would want to see, though, is guys from a similar era go match up against each other. Like, put a guy who played in the 90s out there, against, like That's a pitcher good. and a hitter. So you put Larkin out there... And they have to make a pitching change. Yeah. And then Pedro Martinez comes yes, out to right. face Barry Larkin. Yeah, and then they can both kind of have fun with it. Maybe you even get a different catcher in there, too, like that can come in who's an all-star from that era. Mike Piazza comes sure. out. Sure, yeah. As in, you can run a soccer team into the ground and then go catch a baseball game. It'll be yeah, a lot of fun. took it to a dark place. Well, he sucked. We're here to, he sucked as we're a here team to celebrate a soccer baseball. team. Anyway. But no, you could, you could do that, and then we could have fun. And then after that, everyone goes back and we get the regular All-Stars come back out, and that'd be great. What, don't you think that would even pop a bigger number? If you I said, think hey, right I'd now, watch it. Pedro Martinez, Barry Larkin, and Mike Piazza are all in the field right now, and they're actually, Pedro's pitching to Piazza to catch it, and then obviously Larkin's trying to hit him. Like, let's go. I'm. You'd watch that. That would go viral. Don't that would be one of their most viewed clips they would have. Baseball's above this. It's an exhibition. It's a spectacle. This is also a sport, though, Major League Baseball. That's the beauty of 162 games is that they used to take some of these games and say, hey, 51-year-old guy. I remember Minnie Minoso coming out and playing when he was 52 years old. Right. You'd have teams bring out little people. For an at bat in regular season games. So don't tell me Major League Baseball is above this. We could learn something from professional wrestling sometimes. Where you turn on an old timer battle royal and Sergeant Slaughter's walking his old ass in there. You know he can't really do anything, but you're excited to see him. You'd be excited to see some of these old timey guys go up in the batter's box and see what they can do. Even if the answer is nothing. Well, don't you think for the most part, most of the players there... All of them with their moment in the spotlight. But don't you think they would all pause for a moment and say, hey, you know what? I can't wait. They'd all be up on the dugout on the railing. They would all be like yelling and cheering. Oh, they'd have the cameras out. Yes. If Derek Jeter walked up there and oh took my it back, gosh, yeah. you'd have everybody out of the dugout filming it. Now, here's where I also think you should do. Because we've said this is almost like its own. It should have its own wing of the Hall of Fame. But it should be in Cooperstown. The Roydy guys. They need their own wing. They all, you need a roidy pitcher versus a roidy hitter, and Pudge Rodriguez is the all-time catcher. Like, you don't even have... He's roidy catcher. Right, but you just always have him as catcher, and then... But he's in the Hall of Fame, so no one can get too mad about that. But then, yeah, Barry Bonds can go out, and Roger Clemens can try to blot his elbow throw into him. Let's see what happens. Let's go right ahead and find out. 
Rafael Palmero, Palmero can lie about things, and then I don't know who else could pitch to him. Who am I thinking of? Pick anybody you want yeah, from that era. From that era, <laughs> right. Andy Pettit can Andy pitch Pettit to can him. Pitch to him, yeah, exactly. Uh, what was I going to say to you? What was my tease? I don't remember. Oh, I, I so just, long I ago. paid off on my tease. I thought it was the yeah. The, it is the ratings. I was going to say something else to you though. Oh, good. Oh, Jim Irsay, Colts owner Jim Irsay. He is known for buying memorabilia. He likes expensive guitars. I think yeah. he bought a Paul McCartney guitar for like $5 million or something. He's bought multiple, of, multiple yes. of those, just of those types of guitars played by famous artists. Yeah. Man, it must be nice to have a rich dad leaves you a football team. You can do all this stuff anyway. No, 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 Mike. He's there's Somewhere there are bootstraps involved with that guy. I'm quite sure. Ursay's yeah. probably pulled himself up by his bootstraps. He has purchased Muhammad Ali's WBC championship belt. From the 74 fight, Rumble in the Jungle, over George Foreman and Zaire, he has purchased this belt. Pretty significant, I would say. Yeah, and the price is significant, too. $6 million yeah. is what he paid for this. You know what, though? Like The amount of money that's going around on sports memorabilia, if you're Jim Ursay, of course you make that purchase. I, I'm sure he, How about in, his, in his mind, I'm sure he has got the coolest hangout, basement, wherever he puts all this stuff, because his friends come over and he's like, say that guitar? That's from Jimmy Hendrix. See this over here? That's that's championship belt from Muhammad Ali. Like he he probably brags to his friends, even though the brag is you own an NFL team. To him, it's like no, no, no. They know that. How about this? And he has to buy something new to impress his friends. I know inflation is real, kids, but this belt sold back in 2017. So five years ago, this belt sold. Yeah, for 120 grand, and Jim Mersey bought it for six million dollars. Well, one. I would hope that's not inflation that caused that well, to happen. No, that, but but this is it is that's pretty crazy. ridiculous, that's right? That's crazy. I think it's kind of ridiculous. It only sold for 120 grand. This is the belt that he won when he won the Rumble in the Jungle. See, I don't get this. So it, the belt sold in 2016 for three hundred and fifty-eight thousand dollars. Yeah. Then it sold in 2017 for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. So what the hell happened in that one year? I don't know. That and makes- now it sold for six million. <laughs> it's almost like none of this makes I'll any sense. You, the guy who bought it for three hundred fifty thousand hates this story because he lost money on the deal. And then the guy who yeah, bought no it from kidding. him, if he would have just hung on to it, he could have, you know, whatever that would be, like eighteen times his money or whatever. He would have been great. The Chicago Bears have unveiled alternate orange helmets to be worn during a Thursday night game against the Commanders. And I want to die. I'm sure you've looked at them. It's it's not great. Well, I, I, I've, it's either it's not great or these are the greatest things in the world. That's what I've heard from people. Well, how do you feel about it? You know how I feel about them. I hate them. I know you do. I am the one who sits here and preaches that you have certain brands in sports. Ohio State's one of those brands. The Yankees are one of those brands. The Chicago Bears are one of those brands. They should be. You're talking about the founding member of the National Football League. The Chicago Bears are above cheap uniform gimmicks. I've always said that. And but, said, what do they do? Here's a little stupid orange helmet for you. Go to hell. Yeah. Well, you know why I don't like it. Move to Arlington Heights. Above, <laughs> above all that, I don't like it also because as a Browns fan, I mean, I understand the Bengals have an orange helmet, clearly, but theirs has the stripes. If if another team was like, oh yeah, we're we're doing stripes too now, like putting that on their helmet, I think Bengals fans would have a little problem with that, even if it was a different color. In this case, you're going towards that orange helmet look that really looks like the Browns. 
I don't feel great about that. But no, I've been told as, these are great. It's a great business move because that's how the NFL makes all their money. Well, can I can I ask this question? How does changing? I like the helmets. I like change not this not this Bears helmet, but I like seeing the the all white Bengals helmet. I think that will look cool on the field. You don't sell those. No, I mean, you Florio sell- told me I was reading a thing from Florio. Uh huh. He's talking about how smart the NFL. It doesn't matter if you like this. Uh. The NFL's smart because everybody's going to go out and buy these helmets. Who, who is buying helmets? Buying, who can afford it in this economy? Like the mini helmets? Florio said that he actually bought some of the helmets. So oh, he's the guy Florio. buying them. I you know hate what? Florio so I, you much. Know he had another I article. Hate him. He had another article I was reading. Now we're just going to rip on him for a minute because Florio had another article where he was talking about NFL Plus. Right? Have you seen this? That's yeah, the rip-off streaming thing. They're well, doing. right. It is. It's their online version. It's their app. You can more or less watch NFL programming on that. But you can pay $99 or $79, whatever it is. And you do get Game Pass, which is where they cut up all the games and cut them down to just the coach's film. Or you can watch them in like an hour as opposed to three hours. They eliminate all the commercials. They show you every play. And he was writing that. Not saying like, so if you're a super fan, maybe you'll enjoy this. He wrote it as, what great value. It's the most amazing thing ever. For all the people like me who watch every game this way, it's tremendous. And I'm thinking in my head, because I watch stuff like that too. Because of this job, where I need to watch a bunch of football games right in a row so I can come in here and talk about them the next day. Florio, you write a website about football. You probably like this. Does everyone in your audience feel like, yeah, I can't wait to drop $100 to what? Watch highlights that you can get for free on YouTube. No, that's their business model. Mike Florio and Degenerate Gamblers. I guess, right? Like, But I'm just saying, Florio thinks that everyone watches stuff like him Florio's and everyone likes stuff like he does. Not everyone lives what? the world like you do, Florio. Doesn't everybody buy a $350 authentic helmet for their rich <laughs> man cave basement? No, they don't, Florio. Dumbass. Uh, hard times for Tennessee football. Hard times, daddy. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle still causing heavy backups on 71 northbound before Cook Road. It is taking quite some time to get this clear. Please be cautious over here in the meantime. You'll also find delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance. Columbus, Ohio. Protect All Insurance has landed. Protect All Insurance is your one-stop shop for auto, home, and bundling to save you money. Protect All Insurance. Protecting life's important moments. Call 1-833-PROTECT. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 434. We normally have Jason's B on Mondays, but Jason is traveling back from Cooperstown. He's apparently doing it on horse and buggy and cannot call us, so he will come on on Wednesday at 534. Uh, problems, Tennessee football. 
They yeah. were hit with a bunch of violations. Jeremy Pruitt was their former coach. Who's there now? Is it Josh Heupel? That sounds right. I can't. He's at one of the Southern schools. I can't remember which one, but yes. that sounds right. I'd like the validation from Ted. <laughs> that is the, here's the thing I've like, learned. Yes. Here's the thing I've yes. learned from Ted. Sometimes Ted will just chime in like, yes. And then later he's like, oh, <laughs> man, I actually, I actually didn't look it up. I just went with that because it sounded right. And you are like, correct, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Ted, don't do that. That's a good. It's Ted McMahon over there. That's right. Thank you, Ted. Good job. I'm retired. Is he alive? Not Ed McMahon. I was going to say he's Vince Ed. McMahon. Oh yeah, right. No, I'm saying Ted Ed. We that's do why. have some Vince McMahon stuff for later in the show. Yep, that's right. He's paying off whores. <laughs> that's that's correct. Anyway, problems at Tennessee. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So they charged the NCAA did. Tennessee's football program with 18 level one alleged rules violations, the most severe under the NCAA's rules. This is because of recruiting benefits that totaled more than $60,000 that were paid to prospects, players, and families under former coach Jeremy Pruitt. Among the allegations, Pruitt is accused of providing $9,000 to the mothers of two prospects. His wife, Casey Pruitt, accused of making 25 cash payments totaling about $12,500 to help a prospect's mother make her car payment. <sighs> Pure evil is what I hear when I read all that. Jeez, giving money to prospects' moms? How dare he? But I understand. These are NCAA rules. We do have a problem when you break NCAA rules. Do you find yourself reading this story, though, Mike, and thinking as you hear about booster collectives and all this other stuff that's happening, do you find this going like, man, 60 grand? Jeez, I... I don't feel nearly this. This was egregious cheating under right, years and years ago. It's different now. The NCAA has lost their grasp on policing almost any of it. And this is one of the final cases they will probably be able to push through, even though Tennessee's not going to get a ton of punishment for this because they complied with all the investigations and they didn't try to hide any of this. They self-reported it as soon as they found out about it. So they will probably escape some of the more severe punishments they could have gotten. I assume that C.J. Stroud made sixty thousand dollars today, or or will make it soon. Well, right in the next month. That's or something. how much the game has changed. Let's go back to Tennessee for a second, though. Is there a more? And there's a lot of delusional fan bases in college football. Is there a more delusional fan base than Tennessee? No, because they still think they should be talked about as one of the upper crust in college football. To me, that's laughable. They're not even in the conversation in that conference, let alone the national picture. I look at Tennessee and say, you were pretty much Peyton Manning and a handful of other decent years. But that is a program that is dead, that is not coming back. Perhaps, if all the stars align, you can win nine games. Perhaps. But the days of Tennessee being in contention for a national championship, get the hell out of here. They're right. never coming back. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, we, I was talking about how Michigan, even though they had their good year last year, I don't think that's likely to last. But at least when people do that with Michigan and talk about how they could be good again and they could really be this big program again, what their obstacle is is they have to get around basically one school, right? Like Michigan should be able to win Nine, they should be able to win 10 or 11 games every year, given their resources, their history, where they can recruit from, just like Even Ohio State Even losing to Ohio State every single year. Yeah, they should they still, still be in, win 10 or 11 games every single right, year. You're right. They should still be in the conversation. But if they could beat Ohio State regularly, which is their kind of big lift, they are they will be a top 10 team 
almost every year because they should have the talent to do all this. Tennessee, I don't see how in the SEC with Georgia, Bama, LSU, Florida, like those teams all have shown over the last 10, 15, 20 years to be much more impactful to the actual college football game than, than Tennessee has. So I, I don't, I don't understand why their fans think they are just a couple players away or all oh, if we just tuned up the recruiting a little bit. You're not even close. No, and I look, they've seen it, right? Nebraska fans have seen it too. Guess what? It's never coming back for them either. Yeah. But they'll say, hey, we remember winning a national title. When did they win that national title? 98? Was that Sounds the year right. they won the national title? Was that T. Martin quarterback, I want to say? Yeah, that I year? think you're right. Because I don't think Peyton won it. I thought it was no, T. Martin Peyton the next year. Peyton was in year. the league in 98, wasn't yeah, he? I think you're right. Okay. Anyway, Philip Fulmer was there. They had some success. It's been a long time since then, guys. Last time they won 10 games, which really is no great achievement. But the last time they won 10 games was 2007. That's incredible. It's been that long. It's been that long since double-digit victories. Yes. Right. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't think they are in that same conversation where Michigan at least has the argument, if they could get around one team every year, change their record in that one game, they would be much more likely to have a chance at competing for national championships than Tennessee does, where they've somehow got to show you that they can hang with Georgia, LSU, Alabama. I just don't think they're likely to they're not in that conversation. They don't they don't play that way. They don't recruit that way. They're not good enough. They're in any level, I don't see them being good enough. No. Other than their fan base's eyes, where they go to sleep and think that's the team just that they're about to root embrace for. Embrace what you are at this point. You're you can be plucky in a good year and you get together and sing Rocky Top, but that's the extent of what you are. Yeah, you're a five hundred in the SEC type of team most years with a chance to maybe go win eight or nine games on a good year. That's really who you are. Here's uh, here's what they've done in the SEC. 2021, they were 4-4, four and four, 500. 2020, 3-7. and seven. 2019, they had a good year, 5-3 and three in the SEC. Mm. Then they were 2-6 and six the year before. 2007, winless in the SEC, 0-8. 2016, 4-4. Four and four. 2015, 5-3. 2014, 3-5. and 2013, 2-6. Then 1-7, 1-7, 3-5, 4-4, 3-5. They can't compete consistently in that conference. No, they're it's not, done for them. They're not any good. You know what? By the way, you just that made me think. Jeremy Pruitt only coached there three years. He had 16 wins. How many violations did I say he had? 18. <laughs> so he left them with more NCAA Tier 1 violations than he left them with wins to their resume. That's pretty bad. I'm looking back on the coaching history. So Josh Heupel's there. Jeremy Pruitt was there for three years. Then it was Butch Jones before that. Mm. But... Butch Jones, his last year was fired, and they had an interim coach for two games. Do you know who the interim coach was? Was it Phil Fulmer? No. They didn't bring him it back? It was Brady Hoke. Oh, I had was completely the coach. forgotten about that. You're right. So did I until I saw it. Which year was it that they had the trash can on the sidelines where they were holding up the trash can? Do you remember that? I I do remember that. I don't they remember were which like, year it was. Because it was like they because their thing was when you get a like an interception or a fumble recovery, you know, everybody has some dumb gimmick. Theirs was like you want to put it in the trash can, like we're gonna throw it in there. Yeah. And so they wrote like team one twenty one, whatever year of football it is at Tennessee. And so then of course some guy's holding it up on the broadcast with like a trash can and it says team one twenty one and it's like 
Yeah, it kind of looks like you're saying your team is trash, and that would be right most years because it's Tennessee football and they are trash. Derek Dooley was there before that, and that was the time where they had like a bunch of issues. I forget what it was, what issue they were having, but it was related to poor hygiene. And so Derek Dooley brought somebody into the team. I thought he just was the one. I don't think it was him. I think Derek Dooley hired somebody to go show everyone how to properly take a shower. So they had to stand in the shower and wow. watch this guy wash himself. Wow. And get tips. That's not that's not great. That sounds really bad. The segment that's not a segment, yikes. That one would is up next. Leanna knows how to wash herself. Okay. <laughs> She's gonna give you some clean traffic. Zestfully clean. <laughs> Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Thank you for that glowing commendation. Watch out for slowdowns on I-70 downtown split eastbound to the 71-315 West Split and Livingston Avenue. Plan on some heavy backups in that area. And more slowdowns on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Another five-minute backup over there. Stravic Report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Late Safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Off Topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. Happy Monday. So glad you've tuned in. Three hours a day, every single day. Do it. Tell your friends. You ready for some yikes? Oh, I'm, I'm always ready for that, but especially this time of year. Sports cards are big business, not for the mouth breathers of the world hanging out at Meyer, waiting for them to restock. I'm sure they think they're one card away from Easy Street, but the current record for the most expensive card ever sold, $6.6 million for a 1909 Honas Wagner, but that may change very soon. A 1952 Mickey Mantle hit the market, and it's estimated it'll bring in more than $10 million by the time the auction ends. Yikes. Today was the first day, and the bidding's already over $4 million. The current owner, I get a kick out of this description, is a New Jersey waste management entrepreneur, which to me is code for big-ass mob guy, and he bought the card for fifty grand in 1991. I'd say his profit will be a tiny one. Yikes. Uh, The Wall Street Journal reported yesterday that Saudi Crown Prince and golf entrepreneur Mohammed bin Salman told engineers and designers he wants his next architectural project to be as grand as the Egyptian pyramids. The plans that he has going on are to make the world's largest structure. The skyscraper would be a set of two parallel buildings, each one 1,600 feet tall. All right, those are tall, but that's not that big of a deal. What's the catch? Well... He wants the length of the buildings to be 75 miles. How is that possible? I don't know. I think it's actually going to be like half of that because he wants the two buildings to each cover like half the distance. So the total would be 75. Anyway, they are calling it mirror line 
and he wants it to house just a small amount of people. Five million people in this giant set of buildings. They say it could cost as much as a trillion dollars to build. Uh, That would be a low estimate, I would guess. And it looks like a long golden paradise. If you look at the pictures, Mike, you know, other than the fact that this is the worst, one of the worst ideas in human history, I don't see how this could be a bad thing. Yikes! All around. No wonder why they're giving Bryson DeChambeau two hundred million, not Blinken. Yeah, the the two the two wings are going to be called the Mickelson and the Norman. So you get to pick which one you want to live in. Teddy. All right, my guy, Reds catcher Tyler Stevenson has had quite the yikes season. He suffered his third unlucky injury of the season on Friday night when he took a foul tip to his shoulder, yep. which broke his collarbone. Yikes! In April, he took a foul tip. To his face mask yep. and missed two weeks due to a concussion. Yikes. In June, he was hit by another foul tip yep. and broke his thumb, which kept him out a month. Yikes. Maybe he should stop being a catcher. Yikes. Just I like how you kept, tri- you kept trying to say tip, but you kept yep. turning your microphone off. So in my headphones, all I heard was like tip, 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 tip. A new scientific study says exercising at different times of the day produce different results. Oh. They say that for women, exercise during the morning reduces belly fat and blood pressure, whereas evening exercise in women increases upper body muscular strength, power, and endurance, and improves overall mood and nutritional satiety. Is that what it is? Satiety. Satiety? Meaning like you're, uh, you're, you're feeling fuller. All when right, you, fine. Yeah. For men, evening exercise lowers blood pressure, the risk of heart disease, feelings of fatigue, and burns more fat compared to morning exercise. Mm. They say that doing nothing and eating a family-sized bag of Doritos at 9 p.m. does no good, but they would be wrong. Since I've started doing this, I poop every morning at the same time, and I feel great. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, COVID-19 hurt lots of things. One of those things is uh, Graceland, the home of Elvis, big tourism boon for Memphis and the surrounding area. Uh, It hurt them so much so that the Tennessee state-issued bonds that are tied to tourist revenue have gone into default. The city of Memphis, the state, and Elvis Presley Enterprises are now arguing over how this happened and who is to blame. There's about $20 million worth of Graceland Project bonds that are now in junk status. Joel Weinshanker, who runs and is the managing partner of Elvis Presley Enterprises, said, quote, we did not default, the state agency defaulted, but... Stephanie Barrett, the agency's director of marketing and communications, said Edge, which is this you know group that she's representing, serves as a conduit. The Graceland bonds must be repaid from taxes that are generated at Graceland. So she says the city, the county, none of them are going to be responsible for this. It's all on Graceland. This has been a tenuous relationship between Elvis's home, the people who run that, and the city of Memphis because previously in 2017, they had a dispute over a concert venue that led this Joel Weinshanker, who runs the company, to previously go on record as saying, if they can't get this worked out, quote, moving Graceland out of Memphis is on what do you the mean table. Moving it. You know, I pick don't up know. the building. So this is all a big yikes, but especially the idea that like you could just move a gigantic house? Get out of here. What are we talking about? Yikes. 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 The Red Sox were just obliterated by the Blue Jays on Friday night. 28-5. to Yikes. The Red Sox had a run differential of minus 47 over a three-game period. 
That's the worst run differential in Major League Baseball history over a three-game stretch since 1900. Yikes. The Rock tells me it's Shark Week, so I'm here for some shark facts. Mark the Shark works here at The Fan. He loves Cleveland sports, and much like a real shark, menstruating in his presence is not encouraged. Yikes. Greg Norman is the shark. He knows some people that will kill you, but don't we all? Yikes. There was a pro wrestler back in the day named Shark Boy. His Wikipedia page is much longer than it should be, and he is still wrestling in his late 40s. Let him live in yikes. Former pitcher and Notre Dame wideout Jeff Samarja was known as the Shark. He looks like Jay Burson and Tyler Hansen's love child. He is 26 games under 500, but made $130 million in his career. Yikes. One time I went in Halloween as Shark Boy, but instead of a K on the end of that word, it was a T. So, let you live. Um, How about Martha? This is sad. I feel so bad for Martha Stewart because, you know, she is just kind of like an urban farmer. You know, she has her plot of land that she lives on. She has some animals. She just loves animals, guys. Mm -hmm. So she has normal type of things you would have if you have a small farm. Peacocks is what she keeps, of course. Was that on NBC, any of her shows? Maybe that's, I don't know. Anyway, who cares? She has peacocks, and she apparently has lost some of the peacocks. They've been killed by coyotes. She has peacocks is a good band name. (laughs) Yes, she does. That's right. That's a great band name, actually. Anyway, the aggressive coyotes now have killed six of her peacocks. She says in, quote, broad daylight. Yes, as opposed to all those under the cover of darkness peacock murders. Anyway, Westchester County, New York, the site of the crime. She says if you've seen any coyotes or know how to get rid of them, please let her know. I feel bad for the birds. I don't feel bad for her because it's not natural to have peacocks in Westchester County, New York. So if the coyotes found some... I don't know, exotic meat to eat. They're going to go do it because they're coyotes. This is all a big yikes. All right. IndyCar driver Joseph Newgarden had an up and down weekend. IndyCar had two races at Iowa Speedway and Newgarden, he won Saturday's race. He was dominating again on Sunday when something broke on the car. He spun out and hit the wall. Yikes. He was initially cleared by the medical staff, but later he lost consciousness and fell to the ground, striking the back of his head. Yikes. He was airlifted to the local hospital where, thankfully, all tests were negative, but he was hospitalized overnight for further evaluation. Yikes. Kevin Warren does not run the Big Ten. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a crash blocking the right side of the ramp to eastbound US 33 from Route 104. Please be very careful as traffic begins to build in this area. Plan about a 10 to 15 minute slowdown as they get things cleaned up. Please be cautious as traffic builds over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get ready for summer to look for Fresh Time Market. This week save on California yellow or white nectarines. Just 99 cents a pound. Now to July 26. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. 
so glad you're along for the ride. Tell a friend. Tell them how stupid we are. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, remember a couple weeks ago, I told you that some of our favorite radio personalities were eligible for the Radio Hall of Fame. Oh, I do indeed remember this. Chris Mad Dog Russo and Susan Waldman. Susan Waldman, uh, color analyst on radio for the New York Yankees. She sits alongside uh, John Sterling. John right? Sterling. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm going to say they're the oldest broadcast booth in Major League Baseball because John Sterling is 84 and she is 76. All right. Let them live. That's an old-ass booth. It is. But we have the results. The uh, The committee has spoken. Did they get into the Hall of Fame, Bone? Oh, I'm going to guess they both got in. Good afternoon, everybody. You know I got into the Hall of Fame. I've been a Hall of Famer since day one. All right? On my Mount Rushmore of important radio hosts, there's me, myself, I, and uh, the other guy I worked with in New York, Mike Francesa, whatever, who cares? I am on the Hall of Fame. Of course I am. You know it. I'm going to be in the TV Hall of Fame, too. As soon as they get me on first take again. $10,000 in appearance you get on first take, right? That's right. That's where that money comes from. My money don't jingle jangle. You know what I'm saying? It Does it it bother you that Francesa was in the Hall of Fame long before you were in the Hall of Fame? Oh, no. He's great. No, I have no problem with that. I have a huge problem with that. Of course, I should have been in there first. You know it and I know it. Everybody knows it. He's a bum. Congratulations to uh, Mad Dog Russo and Susan Wall. Oh, my good goodness gracious. I have forgotten about you, my gal. Susan Waldman is, uh, am I wrong in saying, like, was she was she somehow in theater? Is that what she did, or was was it opera or something? I feel like there was some aspect I of theater remember. to her career that existed prior to I'm sure sports. she's got a wiki, Teddy. It's probably looking, not as I'm long as Shark Boys, but... <laughs> I'll tell you, there is no one, there's no profession on earth that has longer Wikipedia pages than professional wrestlers. Oh, I, I, yes, I have said this the before. The super nerds get on there and they know every match result and they put it on Wikipedia. Yeah, and it's, it's not even things like this person had, you know, a horrific accident and was injured and let's tell you about that. It's just like in 1994 at a house show in Milwaukee, Brett the Hitman Hart took a boot off, inspected a bunion, put his boot back on, continued and finished the match. He won in 37-44 over, I don't know, uh, the, the, Ricky, the Dragon Meanie. Steamboat or whatever. Yeah, it's just like some random thing. And you're like, what did that have to do with anything? They're like, well, we just told you because it's in there and we wanted you to know. Teddy? What no, did Susan Waldman yeah, do before? She um, was a former musical theater actress and she's actually performed the national anthem at Yankees games several oh, times. How do okay. we not have audio of that? Maybe you can get something, Teddy. Yeah, I don't know why we don't have that. All honestly. I have is her talking about, you know, Roger Clemens' box. Yeah, we have that. Roger Clemens is in George's box, and Roger Clemens is coming back. Oh, my good, goodness gracious. Of all the dramatic things... Of all the dramatic things I've ever seen, Roger Clemens standing right in George Steinbrenner's box announcing he is back. Roger Clemens is a New York Yankee. She believes it, man. I have a little Susan Waldman oh, singing the national anthem if you would like I, it. I would love to hear it. All right. Yeah, pot go. it up. Oh, Let's yeah. go. Oh, say can you see by the 
dawn's early light. What so proudly we had. Very Liza esque. Yeah, but it's steady and good. No, yes, I'm not saying it's not good. It's old timey showbiz. Oh, yeah. Totally. I could see her on Vaudeville. Vaudeville. <laughs> That's great. Good job, Susan Walden. I was going to say, should we cut this off? Would that be disrespectful? But we are talking over it, so We're what's talking, the difference? We didn't stand up at attention. She Sorry. performs it right from the uh, press box as well. She's not even on the oh, field. Really? I'm watching yeah, a video of it. Would take, it would take, yeah. I guess it would take some time to get down and yeah. back up there, sure. And that was from earlier this year. Are you aware of the incident she had with George Bell back in no. the 80s? So Susan Waldman has been covering baseball for a long time. She was in the media in the 80s when, uh, at the time, Jay's outfielder George Bell was, he, he was not happy because he thinks they cost him the MVP award the year prior in Who's 86. Who's they? The, uh, sorry, the media in New York. Okay. He, thought, he thought the media there and the media in general, but especially in New York being a big baseball market and a lot of influential writers there, he thought they cost him the MVP award. All so, right. wasn't talking to the media. Finally, after one of the Yankees games, Blue Jays are in town. He decides he's going to talk and she walks into the group of male reporters and, you know, begins to take notes or whatever and then he looked right at her, apparently, and just started losing it directly on her. And they people wonder at the time, and I've been wondering since, like, was this because she was, like, the only woman there? Apparently, this was at a time where women were just being allowed in the locker room for the first time after ball games. But basically, he took all his frustrations and just, like, dropped it on her. And so the story goes that in that moment, she says she's embarrassed by this. But she says she's also much stronger now. This wouldn't have happened now. She said she started to tear up a little bit. And so then that was a moment where she said she got it stronger and said, I'm never going to let that happen again. I don't care who yells at me. I'm going to give it right back to him. Uh, but then I guess at the time, Jesse Barfield, one of his teammates, George Bells, uh, said, hey, Susan, I went three for four today. You want to ask me any questions? And that kind of snapped her out of it. And then she went on and did her job and it worked out for her. All right. Obviously. Well, we give her a lot of crap because... Uh well, she's bad at her job, but <laughs> I give her crap because she's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> you even heard it in the national anthem where her accent is just so New York. Oh, you can't get, live. They like, like that. Rockets, Red Glare, John. <laughs> it's like, I know I got it. <laughs> I think it was a little bit. <laughs> no, it was very close. It sounded just like that. But she's that's to me. That's the funniest part of that whole bit where she's like, he's in George Steinbrenner's box. Like his what? His box. You know, a box. I don't know what that is. You I can't know. Speak it, New it, York. It's regional. It's got character. Let her live. Yes, but when someone talks like that in the media in New York, it's like, yeah, there's there's someone with some chops. When someone from here is like, oh man, George Steinbrenner box has got some Roger Clemens in it. Like they're like this Hilljack can't let him on the radio. What a shocker! I didn't pay off on my tees. All right, we got the rundown next, and I'm going to tell you how Kevin Warren does not run the Big Ten. We have proof. That Kevin Warren mm -hmm. has nothing to do. do with big time, big 10 decisions. That is next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle causing some slowdowns on 71 northbound before Cook Road. Traffic is backed up in this area. A wreck right now on scene trying to get things clear, but plan about a 10 to 15 minute slowdown. You'll also find a crash blocking the right side of the ramp to eastbound US 33 from Route 104 eastbound. Please be cautious here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get fired up for grilling season at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on 85% lean ground beef, just $3.99 a pound now through July 26. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The best way to kill time between Leanna Ray's traffic reports. You're listening to Man and Bone. You know, I watch the uh, international news in the morning Mm. on BBC. I'm stupid. Because I love to see all the world's problems. It makes me feel so good. It's a good way to start the day. Uh, but just, just so you can look around and see everyone else has them too? Is that right? On today's broadcast, they spent five minutes, including talking to an expert guest, about the shortage of English Premier League soccer jerseys <laughs> in the shops. <laughs> People apparently cannot buy the jerseys they want to buy Mm. right before the season's about to start and this yeah. is a big problem yeah that would be a, fr- a frustrating problem i mean me as a big leeds united fan who became a fan of leeds united this off season Wait a minute, really, i thought you was you were a sunderland guy well no sunderland's my championship team that's second division what I'm happens always, if they're both in the same league at the same time oh, I, I drop leeds like a bad habit but they're not in the premier league sunderland isn't they're in the second division so while they're not in the premier league i can pick any premier league team i want to root for but i'm not going to root for the big dog teams i picked leeds united a bunch of united states players are playing for leeds this year and their coach is from the u.s too right. jesse marsh but they have not put their new jersey officially out yet for sale they have not they can't get it, it. Well, i they guess got supply not. chain problems from china that, that was the big why. story but i'm i'm sad that i haven't seen a new kit That's from them because I'm, I'm looking for a new if, i want to buy one if you're watching the news this morning like me you would have known this i guess i would have you can't buy it done well it's not done they done. will they'll have them <laughs> it's done they don't have them for the players either they're gonna play what are they naked. gonna do play naked yep that'll be good for um jim tom sula there we go. That was the reference. He wants everybody to play naked. Remember that? That's right. Uh, Kevin Warren is the commissioner of the Big Ten, but he's not. So it came out last week. Is it Sean Clifford from Penn State. They've got a collection of players that want to start up a union. And Sean Clifford said that he's had talks with Big Ten leadership about starting up a players union and sharing in revenues and blah, blah, blah. Right. Story comes out today that he talked with Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren initially invited this players group to Big Ten Media Days, which starts up tomorrow in Indianapolis, and then disinvited the players group. Now, why would that be? 
to me seems very odd well, yes. Kevin Warren's having a discussion says you know what come on over yeah we're gonna have a big press conferences why don't you show up that'd be awesome Kevin Warren probably talked to these guys and said you know what? we're not afraid of dialogue you know come on to the Big Ten meetings and we'll have all our big wigs there and you we can sit down and talk about this I'm quite sure that Kevin Warren did that and then he got a phone call from whoever actually runs the Big Ten whether it's Gene or somebody else and said you're not inviting these guys to Big Ten media days. This is officially the kickoff of our football season. And we're going to be taking questions about unions at Penn State. And Sean Clifford's going to be making the rounds, talking to the media. You are not going to do that. And so Kevin Warren had to get back on the phone and say, hey, I'm sorry I invited you. I have to disinvite you because Daddy yelled at me. <laughs> That's the way I take this. I do, too. I think it's uh, it's a thing that... Once again, shows us Kevin Warren is, if he's guilty of anything in my mind, he's guilty of actually believing the things the Big Ten and all these schools say they stand for and then trying to do it. Like back in the day when all the pandemic stuff happened and he tried to cancel the season, that made a lot of people mad, rightfully so. But I'm guessing at the heart of it, he was like, well, we I just took this job. You guys told me everything is about student athletes. I care about student athletes saying this is really and bad for student athletes. you believe that? And they're like, no, no, no. We say student athletes in public. What we mean is money. That's what we're about, Kevin Warren. We don't care about student athletes. We care about the money. So then the money people got involved. We're like, no, no, no. We're not canceling the season. We might play a little later, but we're going to play. And then this is another example of that where he's like, hey, we care about student athletes. These students got together. They formed a union. They've asked and made some, I think, pretty reasonable demands of some some money from the TV deal. They're making the TV, after all, plus health care and things like that. We should at least hear them out. Let's bring them to the Big Ten Media Days. And they're like, no, 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 no. Again, you said money, right? No, they're not getting any of the money from the conference. That's our money, Kevin. They can go make their own money. Yeah, they can go make it in NIL. They can get 50 grand, 60 grand here. They're not getting billions of dollars, Kevin. We're not giving them actual money. So, again, you see that the people who actually run the Big Ten are not the guy who is the head of the Big Ten, clearly. No, come on. When you see UCLA and USC announce their intention to join the Big Ten, Kevin Warren wasn't even in the country. He wasn't on the continent. He was in Europe. The right? school I mean, presidents like, got together and the chancellors got together and say, all right, do we need to call the idiot for this? Well, let's zoom him in to make him feel important. But he had no say in any of that. Well, right. I mean, you talk about the NFL. Does Roger Goodell run the NFL? Yeah. But who really runs the NFL? It's not him. I mean, he's in charge of things like punishments and, and fines and all that stuff. But really, who runs the NFL? The owners let him the, do all yes, of that. They hired someone who would do what they said. The rich guys run the NFL, and then they've made Roger Goodell one of the rich guys. But he is just beholden to what the owners want. Kevin Warren got that job because the people who run the Big Ten, a.k.a. all the schools in the Big Ten, liked him enough to say, all right, yeah, this guy's not going to start doing things like inviting Penn enough. State players to come and talk about their union. Yes, they liked him enough to know that they could run the show and tell him what to do. Exactly. So right. this is a learning curve thing. Eventually, he'll learn to just call all those people first and then make some statements. Rundown. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Big Ten Media Days starting up tomorrow. Ryan Day will speak Wednesday at 1230. He will be the last Big Ten coach to speak. Harbaugh is going tomorrow. Should be interesting with Harbaugh because obviously all these coaches are going to get expansion questions. Harbaugh will get questions about almost taking the Vikings job. Wanting to take 
the Vikings job. And I've heard some people say, well, he's talked about that. He's talked about that with local Michigan media. He's never really been on a national stage with media from elsewhere asking him these questions. And I'm curious to see how he responds. Yeah, and I'm hopeful that the national media people will, you know, actually do their job and say, yeah, we know you won a bunch last year, but a lot of reasons now to look at your program and say both your offensive and defensive coordinators left. Because they thought you they were thought gone. you were leaving. You essentially told them. Recruits have abandoned your recruiting classes left and right. You missed out on a bunch of five, a couple five-star quarterbacks that were from your state, one of which was a legacy you know, grandson of a guy who coached at your school. Are you worried about people kind of not? Did you lose all the momentum from what you accomplished last year? That'd be a good question to ask. Do you think you've kept the momentum or do you think you lost it by trying to go to the NFL? I'd love to hear his answer on that. I hope he gets asked that question. What time is he speaking tomorrow, Teddy? Is it 1230? So we should have some audio from him, right? Yes, that is correct. So tune in tomorrow when we make fun of him. Rose Bowl officials have commented for the first time about USC and UCLA leaving for the Big Ten, and they essentially said, we didn't know anything about it. And I believe them. Yeah. I don't think they did know anything about it. If the governor of California says he didn't know anything about it, and he's the chair of all University of California satellite campuses, and he didn't know, I'm quite sure the Rose Bowl didn't know. No, I'm I'm guessing not. And I'm also guessing that the Rose Bowl probably isn't enjoying feeling their actual place in college football. Please don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. I really like watching the scenery from the Rose Bowl when they play that game. I enjoy watching the actual Rose Bowl game, you know, which used to mean a lot more before college football playoffs came in. But it was, it was the ultimate. Right. I'm not saying it wasn't. I love right. the history that surrounds that game. It's irrelevant now, though. Well, right. I mean, you could have people who bemoan that and say, oh, man, it used to mean so much more and it's a shame it went away. It's like, well, all right. Did you did you want to play off or not? Because. You got to break a few eggs, right? If you want if you want to make an omelet, in this case, if you want a college football playoff, you're going to have to make the Rose Bowl less important. But still, you have dummies like Kirk Herbstreet that will constantly say things like, the Rose Bowl is the most important thing, and we can't lose the integrity of that game. You know who doesn't just for care something. about the Rose Bowl? The actual Rose Bowl people. Nope. They don't care about that game. They care about the damn parade. They do. That's what they care about. Well, they care about their legacy, and you're right. The parade is a big part they of that. They care about having those things on the same day. Because if you want to see college football progress as far as maybe you want an eight-team playoff, home site playoff games, things like that, people who look at the Rose Bowl and go, but what do they think? We got to talk to them first because New Year's Day is sacred for the Rose Bowl. It's like, well, no, it was, but now you're putting in junk teams in there. You're not putting, not this year, obviously. I'm glad Ohio State was able to get there. Although, of course, well, what, what was it? All, what it was a consolation prize. We'd all rather not have them been in the Rose Bowl, honestly. You're right, it's a consolation prize. Anyway, usually it's junk teams in there. It's not teams you want to watch. The whole point I'm making is stop worrying about what the Rose Bowl thinks and consulting the Rose Bowl. And apparently, USC and UCLA said, now we don't need to really let you know. UCLA plays at the Rose Bowl. And it didn't come to the Rose Bowl's attention that they were leaving the Pac-12. That is kind of significant. Baseball's the king of the All-Stars in terms of television viewers the major league baseball all-star game got 7.51 million viewers to tune in and then the home run derby the day before was around 7 million so nice two-day haul for them nfl pro bowl 6.69 million viewers nba all-star game 6.28 million viewers 
NHL All-Star Game, 1.15 million viewers. MLS All-Star Game, seven. Seven viewers. Hmm. T-Bone's yeah. one of them. Thank you. Uh, no, I'm not, actually, because I hate the All-Star Game, because they always bring in, like, an out-of-shape team from another country to play the All-Stars from MLS, and it's just a hokey mess. I hate it. What should they do? They should just play the East versus the West. All right. I, that's what I think, but I don't know. No, I'm told that's not grand enough. No, because that's their admission is every time they do that and bring in another team, it's like, hey, we know you hate MLS too. So here's some team you might actually And the National watch. Hockey League did this too, where it was like, hey, we got to have, you know, now they have a little tournament that they play. Right, yes. Right, then like before it was US or US, North America versus the world. Right, They right. did that. Yeah. All I know is All-Star Games should be fun. I do think... The home run derby makes it fun for a lot of people who may not watch baseball otherwise. And it seems to be that everyone involved has fun there. The all-star game has also, I think, captured a lot of fun. That's why I think that game does well. And I do think the NBA all-star game does that similarly. I don't know why people watch the Pro Bowl because I don't think it's fun, enjoyable football, anything. But whatever, people seem to watch that too. And sadly, the NHL all-star game is just kind of floating out there, not really getting any traction. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. I told you earlier today that the Chicago Bears have unveiled some orange helmets, alternate helmets that they're going to wear for a year. I also saw the Bears today making news because uh, Lori Lightfoot, who is the mayor of Chicago, Mm. has unveiled some plans about uh, what Soldier Field could look like if they remodeled it, if the Bears stayed in the city Mm. at Soldier Field and didn't move out to Arlington Heights. Sure fine i mean it looks they're gonna put like a little dome on it because of course they also like showed renderings of what it would look like if they made it soccer specific just kept it as a soccer stadium which all right fine i mean but i saw the price estimates for this what are the what are the price estimates slightly under one billion to like two and some change what was it two two or two three oh is that all if you if the city of chicago can put together the rendering that I saw today for less than a billion dollars. You can pick the animal of your choosing. We will bring one into the studio. I will cut off its genitalia live on the air and eat it. Why would you do that? There is no way in hell they are doing those renovations for under a billion dollars. Every animal at the zoo just now was like, why do I feel a tingle up my spine? Even the invertebrates. There's no way. The invertebrates even thought that. There's no way in hell. I will eat the animal dong of your choosing. You can choose the nastiest, most disgusting, largest, veiny vevelinen that you want. I will eat it. Don't think I won't do my research, because I will. On a work computer. And this will be my evidence when I get caught. And I'm like, what are you looking up? I'm like, this was for the show. This is what Mike said to look up. Find the grossest one. The transfer portal is about to get wild. Details next. Cowan Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier disabled vehicle is cleared from 71 northbound to Fort Cook Road. All lanes have reopened in that area. And that crash has cleared from the ramp to eastbound US 33 from Route 104 eastbound. All lanes have reopened there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Gusto. Gusto doesn't build robots or teach spin classes. Gusto supports people who do with happier paydays, health insurance, hiring, you name it. Gusto does payroll benefits and so much more for people who do incredible things. Learn more at Gusto.com. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. 
was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. The WWE says former CEO Vince McMahon paid $14.6 million in unrecorded expenses from 2006 to 2022 and that it will revise its previous financial results to account for the payments. They mm. say all payments underlying the unrecorded expenses were or will be paid by Vince McMahon personally. See, this is why I never understood. Look. Vince McMahon was a extremely wealthy man. Business was at an all-time high at that time when he decided to take his private company public. He was a billionaire. Yeah. He was a billionaire on his own, and it was a family-run business with nobody looking into his affairs. He was the boss. It ended with him. But his ego couldn't just allow that to happen. He needed to go public. He needed to be on the stock exchange and sell shares. When you do that, Carnival Barker, you have to open up your books and be honest about how you spend your money. You have shareholders that depend on it. Yeah. And it's amazing to me that he gave up that power just for the ego of saying, I, am a, I own a publicly traded company. You were rich and powerful either way. And now look at this. Yeah, I mean, I guess in some ways... I'm glad he did this so that we could find... I'm glad he took the company public, I'm saying, so that we could find out how even more of a scumbag that he is. You and I have already known this. Ted has known this. Anybody who watches wrestling has known this guy's a dirtbag. But now the rest of the world gets to see it, and I'm glad he's going to just flame out and see how horrible this guy is. But in reality, you're right. There's no reason we would know this if it wasn't for his own shooting of his own self in the foot. And I'm saying that knowing... The guy's made probably he's going to he's worth billions of yes, dollars. He still has of billions of dollars. He's yes. not selling his shares. No, he's he retired from running the company. He did not retire from the board as far as not having any of the financial stake in the company. So he can still be that person all he wants. All the day to day stuff now is being handled by other people. But yeah, never forget that this guy is a tremendous dirtbag. And always he has been for a long time. But he made a product that a lot of people liked. And when you do that in this country, people tend to ignore your flaws. But now people are starting to see the flaws. The man is getting older. The product has taken a little bit of a hit. Not as big of a thing as it used to be. And now everyone's starting to find out, oh, yeah, he's actually really a dirtbag. Well, ironically, too, I mean, it's you know not nearly as popular as it used to be in terms of the amount of eyeballs watching on a weekly basis. But it's never made more money. Well, it's right. never been more mainstream than it is now. Where it used to be unheard of that a wrestling show was discussed on ESPN 
or CBS or name your reputable source. Now, I mean, it, this story was on ESPN today. They have pay-per-view results or whatever the hell they call pay-per-views now. Yeah, I want to say on cbssports.com. Didn't they do something some kind of deal with ESPN? I want to say there was some kind of deal they had at least at one time to provide some content and ESPN was kind of there was some kind of relationship Yeah, you're right. They, they had wrestlers sort of go on all the shows yeah, and do the, like, car, the car wash up wash. in Bristol. But beyond that though, you're right. CBS Sports covering it, other places covering it, don't have that relationship and probably is in part because they took the company public. Once you take a company public, whether you think or I think Elon Musk is a idiot or a great person or anywhere in between, the news is going to cover that because a lot of people have invested in the company that Elon Musk has started, right? In Tesla, Amazon, Jeff Bezos. He's newsworthy because he is the founder of a company that is public and he's one of the richest people in the world. Vince McMahon, by not just being the head of a wrestling company, but by being the head of a now publicly traded, doing very well financially company, he's going to be under a lot more scrutiny. And that's something that he did not have to invite, but he chose to. So I saw that Triple H is going to take over now for him and be the head creative guy. And there is some speculation that their programming may sway edgier now yeah, well, because of this. So we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I uh, And again, to talk wrestling for 30 seconds, when I watched NXT a while ago, he was in charge of running the creative on all that. And that means coming up with the storylines, developing these wrestlers into characters, all that stuff that you see. Like Hulk Hogan didn't come up necessarily with Hulk Hogan. Writers and people around Hulk Hogan in wrestling said, this is your gimmick. This is what you do. You go out there and you act like that. And this is your, this is what you say. This is what you don't say, right? They helped him write a character like a director or a, a script writer does in Hollywood. That is what Triple H now will be in charge of for WWE. So yes, that will probably make the product better, but... I, I, I'm i not a fan of Vince McMahon. I never will be. And by the way, Triple H is his son-in-law. Like, this is still a family business yeah, as his, much as it's a giant corporate entity. His daughter is still, I think, in charge of all business Well, matters. she'll be in charge of everything else. Triple H will be in charge of, like, the wrestling part. She'll be in charge of the business part. Very much still family business as far as that goes. All right, the transfer portal. It is crazy now, and it may get even crazier. Yeah, uh, so there was an announcement that came down during SEC Media Days that basically says, yeah, transfer portal is going to change. New transfer rules will go into place next month, um, basically saying players can transfer whenever they want. So the Division One Council recommended eliminating the restriction against players transferring multiple times. Board of Directors is expected to approve that on August 3rd, and so that means you will have a transfer portal that basically says, whenever you want to transfer, why ever you want to transfer, go right ahead. So there's a quote in here by Josh Heupel, who is the Tennessee head coach, as we established earlier. Uh, and he was asked, are you surprised about that? He said, surprised at that? Absolutely surprised at that. I think it only heightens the craziness of the transfer portal. And he's not wrong. It does. I don't necessarily have any sympathy for college football coaches because they're paid millions of dollars to coach a game. So, yeah, it might be crazier, figure it out, but it will for sure mean that player movement will be even more unprecedented than it already is. Dick Masheter Ford fan poll. What are your expectations for the Jackets this season? Your choices. Miss playoffs by large margin. Well, let's hope not. No. Fringe playoff team, wild card, or top three in the Metro? Well, for me, I'm going to eliminate number one and number four. I think it's... Somewhere between two and three. 
I, I don't expect them to be, you know, a top team in the division this year. I certainly hope so, but I'm not expecting that. I think they're a, you know, seven, eight seed. They should be. They're talented enough to be. Yeah. And it gets us excited about things again. I, I tend to think you're right. I, I could see them being a team that has a portion of the season where they play as good as anybody and a portion of the season where they look abysmal. Just because I think there's going to still be a lot of this young core of this team. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of growing pains. You're right. And and they are, they're welcoming in a new star who is great offensively. And this, for, this top line is going to be tremendous offensively. You do still have to make sure defensively you can improve from what you were last year. And they're adding some pieces there too. So hopefully that will be the case. That they will eventually get to a point where defensively they can shore it up and actually be really really good but i think that takes until probably the second half of the season to really see what that looks like and if they're in a bit of a hole to get to the playoffs i i'm going to try to remember that i said this back in july i'm not planning on being mad about that i do i they have to make the playoffs though that's my expectation make the playoffs and i hope they are like a good solid seven seed not a team that's like biting their nails on the final week of the season a former Buckeye has a new job. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on 71 northbound before Hudson Street. It is causing some heavy backups over there. Traffic is slow from 17th Avenue. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown as things continue to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples has everything you need for school at prices that won't hold you back. Right now, Staples Comp Books and Number 2 Pencils are just 50 new. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown as things continue to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples has everything you need for school at prices that won't hold you back. Right now, Staples Comp Books and Number 2 Pencils are just 50 cents and two pocket paper folders are just 25 Five cents each. In store only, offer ends on August 27th, limit 30. Don't send your kids back to school, send them forward at Staples. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Barely famous. Incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. Normally, we have Jason's beef with Jason Stark in this segment, but he's traveling back from Cooperstown today, so he's going to join us Wednesday at 534 to talk about eclipses and roast beef sandwiches. Can't wait. I wonder if you're like this, where I have a guy, I associate him with my team, and when he goes and does other things, it hurts my feelings. I understand why they do it sometimes. But I saw this story about Rod Woodson today. So Rod Woodson is going to be the head coach of an XFL team. Whatever. Let him live. Right. He's also making news because he is going to be the new color analyst for Ravens football games on the radio. Yeah. The voice of the Ravens, by the way, if, in case you've forgotten, Jerry Sandusky. Oh, no. <laughs> Jerry with a G. Not 
Not that child raping. No, no. Jerry Sandusky. Very unfortunate. You would think probably he in his career was like, well, Jerry Sandusky, that's a name that will be pretty unique. Oh, no, there's a guy who coaches football. Who? Well, that probably won't come up too often. Oh, no, he's gone to jail for a horrible crime. Well, that's awful. Now, Rod Woodson wants to, you know, be a broadcaster. So he's doing this. It's a good gig for him. He won a Super Bowl with the Ravens back in, was it 2001? Uh, yeah, when they won sounds, the Super Bowl. But that sounds right. When you think of Rod Woodson, what do you think about? Obviously, you think of the Steelers. I think of the Steelers. I know he played for the Ravens, and he played for, I think, the Raiders and the 49ers, too. But I think of him, I think of the Steelers. And I'm sure Steeler fans are thinking of him, saying, this guy's our guy. Now he's going to be broadcasting games for another team in our division. I hate that. I'm sure they hate it today that Rod Woodson's doing Ravens games on the radio. Yeah, I think that's also a pretty good uh, FU if you have it, if you're the Ravens, right? To be able to land a guy most associated, I would say, with the Steelers, probably as yeah, much as Yeah, you're right. Anything. I'm sure there wasn't a shortage of former Ravens players that wanted that job. And that were good enough that they might have been able to do it, too. I mean, I, I give him credit for also being a good enough broadcaster that it works out that this makes sense. I know he's been on NFL Network and done other things, but yeah, that, that's a that's a big-time gig. And now to get that, you become one of the faces of, you know, that team that's not a current player, but clearly this is going to more associate him with the Ravens if he does this, let's say, for 15 years, right? Don't you think by the end of that 15 years, there's going to be a lot of people who will grow up associating him with that team as opposed to the team he actually played most of his career for? And I think that's also fun if that's a rivalry team. Good for the Ravens. I hate to give them credit for anything, but it goes against the Steelers, so I like it. No. That's like Bernie. Like, you can't imagine Bernie Kosar doing anything that's not Browns related. Of course. I think but, I mean, he's a Brown. He hung around with the was Cowboys for one season, so. Teddy. I know he finished with the Dolphins. Yeah, he was with the Cowboys for a bit. For a couple seasons. Yeah. But can you imagine Bernie Car Kosar going out and doing stuff for the Dolphins? No, that would be. And then if it turns out that. He goes on and has a broadcasting career for 15, 20 years with them. There would be a segment of people that would just say, oh, yeah, you know, that guy, he's big-time Dolphins player. Yeah, all that stuff. And it's like, no, no, he played for the Dolphins, but he's a Browns player, man. Come on. That's the way it's going to be with the Ravens. Even though I know he was a part of a team that won a Super Bowl, and that does carry a lot of weight. I don't know if it normally would, but now that he's part of that team, that's quite funny. A former Buckeye has a new job. JT Barrett is joining the Lions staff as an offensive assistant. So he's going to be working for Dan Campbell up there, biting yeah. kneecaps off. I think we had mentioned this at least once during his playing career that we thought he might make a really good coach someday. We mentioned it? I yeah. mean, Urban mentioned it every 10 seconds that he was <laughs> well, like having a coach on the field. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like, I think we also at the time when people would say, well, what do you think about him in the NFL? We said, what, as a coach? Because he's not going to make it as a player. And it turned out that that was more the case. He's not going to make it as a player, but good for him for, you know, finding. He tried. He gave it every effort he could to be a football player at the professional level. He did everything he could try to do. Now he's going into coaching, and I think he'll be very well served doing that. I think he could be a very good coach. The Cavs have offered Colin Sexton a contract, but he's not hmm. going to take it. Apparently he wanted, he's a restricted free agent, right? Yes. Apparently he wanted $20 million a year. And the offer they gave him was uh, $40 million over three seasons. Right. So not in the ballpark that he wants. No. 
all right, well, this is the move. Then you got to try to make them sweat a little bit and hope that they'll change their mind and give you something different. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird situation because obviously he's pretty talented, but I'm not sure how that one's going to quite work out. I'm guessing eventually they'll find some way to get it settled for now. Long term, though, that doesn't speak well to the idea that he will stay with Cleveland long term. Uh, Google has apparently made a play for NFL Sunday ticket. Now, we heard that, you know, Amazon was in on this and Apple was in on this and Disney made a play. And I guess Google has made a play, too. It would be streamed through YouTube. Well, yeah, I mean, YouTube would be thinking of that. I mean, they do have Google has YouTube TV as well. So I don't know if that would be something that you just go to YouTube and then pay a fee and then you have that you're going you're gonna have to pay an extra fee i mean course, they're not well, they're not know, giving it away i know that i'm saying i wonder if they would make that a youtube only thing or if they would put it on their streaming channel like youtube tv which is more of what they use for like a cable version of their stuff either way that is interesting because the amount of money we're talking so disney's in play apple is in play amazon amazon is in play and remember we did the story Google last week play. i think it was somebody from sports business journal said, you know, this, this uh, Sunday ticket deal was supposed to be announced in January, so what gives? Maybe nobody wants it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Maybe so many people want it, they're just bidding against themselves, and the NFL saying, well, we're in no rush. Go ahead. Keep bidding. It does kind of seem like, though, there's not a chance this is going to end up on satellite, right? No, I think they're out. I think DirecTV's like, out. I, I'm saying, like, this is probably going to a streamer 100%. Unless, uh, unless something shocking happens. They said maybe they could work something out. You know, whoever... Wins this. Let's say it's Apple. Yes. Right. Apple could then, I guess, work something out with DirecTV and say, hey, in these really super rural areas where there's no high speed internet, you can offer this. Right. But that's the only way you can offer it. And I'm sure there would have to be a hefty fee paid to. Oh, yeah. DirecTV is going to have to pay Apple, Apple YouTube, for whoever. The, that's for the what right I mean. to do it. Right. But it would be a way to facilitate that for people who can't get it. But otherwise, I mean,. That is going to be a yet another thing that's probably going to be behind. Not, I mean, it's always been behind a paywall, but now it's going to be something you have to actually stream as opposed to having it just on your cable or satellite. The Celtics are apparently engaging with the next Nets for a possible Kevin Durant deal. When when this is all done, is Kyrie still on that team and is Kevin Durant still on that team? Or do they get rid of both of them? Hmm. Uh, if you said one or the other, I would say 100%. One of the other is not going to be there. If you said both of them are not going to be there, I think that's more like 50-50 right now. What I find interesting about that is that the Celtics rumor, part of that includes that whatever trade package would be worked out, that um, you would see Jalen Brown moved in some way. That There would be some something going on in that regard. And Jalen Brown is a guy who just helped that team get to the NBA Finals. Jalen Brown has been a very key member of that team and he actually tweeted out earlier today, just like a WTF or SMH, just, you know, quick little abbreviation, basically like, because his name's come up multiple times this offseason as him possibly being traded for Kawhi Leonard or, or someone else. And I'm sure he probably looks at it as like, I, I actually, while all these other guys who are supposedly better than me were on the bench or golfing or whatever they were doing, I was playing in the NBA finals, not as a role player. I was one of the key reasons why this team was good enough. Yeah, they were they were two games away from winning. Yeah, all, him right? and Jason Tatum, those two guys who before the season also everyone said these two guys can't play together. You can't win with these guys, yeah. and then they did. They figured that out. So he deserves a ton of credit for what they did this year. And the answer to that is the Celtics are just trying to find a way. 
I get it. Put Kevin Durant on that roster and swap out Jalen Brown. Like, yeah, Kevin Durant is on paper better than him. Jalen Brown in real life got his team to this moment. Kevin Durant was once again on the sidelines, you know, this time of year. So that to me doesn't, I understand his frustration. I understand him as a much younger player than Kevin Durant saying, why do they want to deal me when I'm a part of the core of this team that just got to the finals? It doesn't make any sense. And I don't blame him for being mad about it. Back page. And we have some new audio to play you coming up next. Common man and T-bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's bar and pizza traffic center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some slowdowns on 71 Northbound at 17th Avenue. Traffic is backed up to 670 in this area. And a disabled vehicle on the ramp from northbound Route 315 to 270 eastbound. Please be careful here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lesset. Ohio Laborers, Lesset, and Panera Bread would like to congratulate Member of the Week, Eric Buzner, Laborers Local 530 Zanesville. Eric is a 25-year member working at Shelly and Sands. Build Ohio right, build it union. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hole. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man, happy Monday. Now, when we spoke to you on Friday, you were getting ready to call the Cardale Jones celebrity softball game with Matt Andrews. And I said, if you got to do some play by play, that I wanted you to throw out just randomly a Tarek El Musa. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to hear from you. You think I let you down? The dude from Flip or Flop. Flip or Flop. Now remember when you were doing high school football play-by-play, I wanted you to throw an mm doggies into the play-by-play. You did it. Let's listen. Jack Sawyer is the quarterback tonight due to an injury. He gets the snap, throws it to his buddy Chris Scott. Immediately, he's off to the race as he breaks two tackles to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Mmm, doggies. Chris Scott, all the way, put six on the board. You made that mmm, doggies work for you. I like that. Thank you. That's very good. And so did he. I know all of you are listening. You know the answer. Did he throw a Tarek El Musa? into the softball game on Friday night. Boom Heron's at the plate. Let's listen. So it's a 1-0 count, one out, as Boom Heron digs in. Sends this one out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tarek El Musa, way out. Home run, Boom Heron. And I'm sure people just driving around going, what? What did he say? that? I thought it was Boom Heron. Why did he say Tarek El Musa? I wanted to work in... The bat flip or flop mm-hmm. comment mm-hmm. as well, but it but you just, didn't do it. It escaped me for Couldn't that get one. There, Justin yeah. Zwick threw the bat 120 feet up into the air when he? he hit the walk off homer to win it. Well, I saw one of <laughs> one of the uh, employees of the station, one of the you know athletes we have here, was up at the plate and got smoked by was it the Ohio State one of the softball pitchers that came out? I saw Bobby, I think get. Three straight right by him. If oh, I'm not I, I don't. I don't think less of him for that because. Oh, I do. 
Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> For, he, was, he was lamenting, too, uh, when we talked to him before the game. He knew that was going to happen to him, and it's totally random. You just have the, – the batting orders oh, are huge, it's gonna too. happen. Yeah, when you have – so they have – There's they, like 15 batters on each side, so the roster, the batting lineup is, is massive. So you have to be unlucky to be one of those three hitters in the order. And it was the fourth inning only. Emily Ruck from Ohio State came, came up, and she was going to throw 70 miles an hour, 75-mile-an-hour gas – you know, fast pitch softball right at right. you. Yeah. And nobody was touching that. There were and maybe sure some foul balls. I'm that sure was there's it. movement on that too. Oh, I'm sure boy. it's not something you can just I line up. I did that against Jenny Finch. You, you what? what? Yeah. I did that against Jenny Finch. Shut up. Didn't when? get it. Didn't get a bat on the ball. No, well, I, I, I don't know. So. 15 years ago so. or something. What is this? This is, <laughs> yeah, I went up against Satchel Page and you're not going to believe this, but. <laughs> Whiffed Sexual just three page. times. Well, no, yeah. I mean, Jenny Finch saying, used like, to do that. She yeah, would go I mean. around. I'm saying she's one of the humiliate people like greatest. me. She's like one of the greatest of all time. Well, that, at that, that was sport. That was when we were talking about this. How this was done in previous charity softball games. That was my comment to Bobby. Was remember when for two years everybody seemed to think that they could hit Jenny Finch and then, and then she they, were wrong. And they were all wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what it she was. showed up and they were all wrong. It was when uh, Spielman and I went down to spring training with the then Indians and she was there and that it happened to me then. It happened to me like it was the incident. <laughs> I see. I <laughs> there, there was an there incident. Was an incident. But I there see. were some big league players that couldn't get the bat on the ball. I'm quite sure. I mean, even if you're used to hitting major league pitching, when someone else comes with a different delivery and then a right. different movement on the ball and you're just not ready for the physics of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but but an average person, it would shock me if anyone could actually get around on one of those coming at you if you've never even. It's like trying to hit Todd that. Froworth, the submariner. Huh? That's oh. an old pitcher. I I believe uh, even I can't recall him. I don't. I have no idea who that Todd is. Todd Froworth. Yeah, look him up. I'm not saying you're lying, but I like to pride Did myself I pull on a baseball player significant baseball heard of? names. Good job, yeah. Tim. You've heard of Jeff Rebule, right? Todd or a, Todd. Uh, yeah, that's right. Ted, <laughs> whatever the hell your name is. Todd Froworth. Have Todd you heard Froworth. of Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago? <laughs> I have not, but I looked him up, and he is a real dude. There you go. Sure he is a real dude. But that. you know, you Ted's good on these names too, and you stumped Ted. Who do you I know, back uh, there shaking his head like? Uh. I know Kent Tacalvi, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Todd Froworth, no. All right, what's coming up on the Buckeyes show tonight? Coming up tonight, we're going to start doing. Uh, we got a whole week of shows with Tyvis Powell. So I'm excited about that. He'll be good, and we'll start rolling through some different categories that we're going to put our Ohio State football players on this 2022 roster in. So some fun we're going to have each day of the week. We'll start that off. Catch everybody up with where the Buckeyes stand in recruiting as well. Nice little race between the Fighting Irish and the Buckeyes in the recruiting classes as well as the game coming up here to start the season. Two big hours of the Buckeyes show coming up next. Back page, hit it. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. My favorite pitcher who threw a submarine style was Mitch Sparnak. Mitch Sparnak. Real or fake? The world may never know. Fake. Fake. Totally fake. Fake. Uh, so, I can you imagine being this smart? Students at Eindhoven University of Technology in the Netherlands, they are, every year they are tasked Ned. with, they're, they're tasked with bringing in some kind of new heat to the technology game. Do something that will blow the minds of even the scientists who do this, right? So, 
It's the, tough. It's like you're a comedian and you go to someone's yeah. dinner and they say, make me laugh. Yes, right. So this year they came up with a thing called the Zem. It's an electric vehicle. But this electric vehicle, they said, is super green. And I'll tell you why. They say that it wasn't just enough for this thing to be carbon neutral, where it, you know, doesn't put out yeah. a lot of, you know, things into it the atmosphere. It actually plants trees as it drives? Almost. This thing actually captures carbon dioxide from the air and converts it to oxygen and shoots it out the tailpipe. They so have Is it a tree? Yes, it is driving like a, a tree. <laughs> driving, they put wheels on a tree and drive it around. The Zen was designed to clean the air using what the team calls direct air capture technology. 35 students developed this thing so they, they took it and said when the car is driving, it will move through the air, our self-designed filters, which the CO2 will be captured and stored. So they said this is something that obviously isn't ready to be made for regular cars yet, but what an idea. That's where I guess some of this stuff starts. So good for those guys for figuring that out. Buckeye Show's coming up next. Have a fabulous evening. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident on 71 southbound at East Broad Street. Traffic is stop and go from 670 in this area. Plan on some heavy backups over here. You'll also find a crash on 71 northbound at 17th Avenue. Traffic goes back to 670. Traffic is slow here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost twenty years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well it's funny because we were watching last night I had the NBA games on and uh ESPN I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, 
everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. You need a different look and you can't shave it all the way. No, I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You you would. You would look like a total clan member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, there are other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just fine wanna, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer-loving yes, guy good. right now. I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So, good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 